Hello and welcome back to the Turn the Bin podcast. I'm joined once again by Rob Edwards and Luke Taylor. How are we boys? I, I got a good weekend, Rob? Yeah, good mate. Um, had a few drinks Saturday, didn't we? And then Wales qualified for the World Cup Sunday, which was good. Massive for the country, that isn't it? Yeah, good for uh, the rest of my family. They were all pretty buzzing. Yeah, it's that, that, that should be good. Been a bit mad in Cardiff. All the fans going nuts. Oh yeah, you're actually there, aren't you, Luke? Yeah, yeah. It's been. It was rammed for the Netherlands game. I think they were like kind of celebrating at the same time. Yeah. Even though I think they got beat, didn't they? And what do you think about like? It's they're actually in the same group, aren't they? Wales and England, like mad in it. But the good I thing, don't think I want I don't want that to be honest I don't really can't really be asked for that but the good thing for both teams maybe even the best thing for Wales is they play each other last yeah you know, all going well you can get to that third game a bit like when England played Belgium a few years ago where there's nothing riding on it yeah I'm going to definitely come home for that because it's not going to be a place you want to be in Cardiff you'll have to put an accent on <laughs> I know yeah I'll have to pretend I'm a Wales fan Luke, give us your best Welsh accent please <laughs> um I'm from Bari. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Not bad. You wouldn't get away with it in, in uh, football, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think, I think if England win both their games against Iran and the USA, they won't need any, anything from that third game, which can suit Wales as well. Yeah. Going off the current performances, I, I don't even think that's guaranteed. Beating Iran and the USA. <laughs> not the way England's playing, no. <laughs> Uh, the, USA, the USA scare me a bit, actually. Do you know Iran are the 22nd ranked team in the world? They're not like... It, are they? Yeah, Iran are, I think yeah. this group, even though it looks easy, apparently it's like got the highest average rank. Yeah, FIFA, I mean, FIFA rank is bollocks, isn't it? But yeah, you've highest... got, and you've got to take into account who Iran are probably playing every international break, but they are the 22nd highest ranked team in the world. Iran are 22. I think I had a look at this. Other day. Wales are 18, and I think the US are like 15. Good, really? Yeah, it's fucking. St- oh, I mean, I need to fact check this. Because well, to be fair though, U- uh, USA didn't make the last World Cup, did they? Um, if you remember, oh, yeah, pa- Panama made it instead. They were in England's group. Yeah. So that uh, you probably must get so many points for making a World Cup. You miss a World Cup, that's got it. Yeah, yeah. US fifteen, Wales eighteen, Iran twenty one. Oh, 21, Not even twenty second. They've, they've gone up a place. So England. Are f- <laughs> You'd expect them to get out of that group, though, I'd imagine. And then I think Wales or US for the second place. Yeah. I think if you're, if you're looking at it from a Wales perspective, you just you you wanna you wanna play England when they've got nothing to go for. Because I think when you play home nations, I think when you look at England playing Scotland last year, the games are different. Hmm. There's more there's more, <laughs> random, there's more random the game. So if you're Wales, you want England to be like, I don't want any injuries, play the second team. Not sure how good Wales actually are. I mean, they're nowhere near the team they were in 2016. No, I think obviously Bale and Ramsey. I just think Bale and Ramsey are just that bit older. Like Bale's played like one game in like the last year. I still think he's quality on his day, but like he didn't look fit at the weekend. No, As a part-time Welsh fan, where would you want Bale to go? This summer, uh, not the, not Cardiff, not the Championship. But I think I think so. Everyone keeps saying Cardiff. I think it's the worst place for him. Where would you go? Where you're going to play more games? They play Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. That's not good if you're trying to like. He doesn't have to play all of them. He's not going to play many games. No, that's what I'm going to. I think Atafe. I think Atafe wanted wanted him because that's Madrid, isn't it? Apparently, his agents offered him to Getafe because he doesn't want to leave Madrid. That wouldn't be a bad place. I thought he might go to America. Because and I know sounds daft to say their season's midway through, isn't it? And they end sometime around Christmas. 
So he's getting to the back end of their season, and they, they probably wouldn't mind if he says, "Look, I want to miss every other game." Hmm. You know that I feel like that's the best on both worlds for him. Yeah, nice golf course over there as well. <laughs> I hope he gets himself fit because I want him to do well in the World Cup. Like, I want him to just like before he retires, just have a good couple of games, get him to the, like the last sixteen, and then just to get knocked he out and get knocked out. Yeah, he's got a he's got a pub in Cardiff. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, it's still good food, isn't it? Apparently, yeah. We've tried to go in for the game once, and it's weird. You have to. It's only bookings on game days. Yeah, of course it is. As in, like you can't go and stand up for a pint. Everyone just sat down. Yeah, it's Gareth, uh, Gareth Bale's bar. That doesn't surprise me. That it'll be reckon. Yeah, he's like the main difference. man. Yeah. He's like the main man of Cardiff, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> it's mad. Like I've seen so many Gareth Bale Wales tops the other day. Yeah. Everyone's just gone on around, around Cardiff now. I might get a bail top for the World Cup. It's going to be fair. It's a good, it's a good got place. Me for on. <laughs> God, bro, what are you saying? So I've got my Grealish one, haven't I? Make it half shit. Split it, cut them in two and then stick <laughs> them back together. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move away from football now and move on to another big, great sport, rugby league. State of origin, Wednesday night. Um, unbelievable game. Maroons... Winning 16-10 in Sydney, away from home against the New South Wales Blues. Um, what do you think about the game? Who do you think stood out? I think Cameron Monster was unbelievable. Yeah, I thought he was his usual self when he steps up for the big occasion. One, it was actually probably one of the best games I've watched in a long time. Yeah, I agree. I thought you were on the edge of your seat from the first minute, really, when you was unreal game. What do you think? So that? fast, wasn't it? Like, that's... That's what I take from them origin games. They're just the speed of them are just different, aren't they? Well, at one yeah. point in the first half, the average, the average NRL uh, meters made per minute is eighty five meters. New South Wales are making one hundred twenty five meters per minute, and uh, the Queensland Maroons are making one hundred twenty one meters per minute. My so the speed is so much faster. But you're playing against better defenses as well, and they're better still defenses. making more yards. It's it, the standard was unbelievable, and I think the the Maroons were, to a man, unbelievable. Yeah, Every single one of them stepped up. I think it's the pinnacle of rugby league, isn't it? It is. I it think is both the of them sides would beat England. Oh, comfortably. Yeah. And you've got to think when you come to the World Cup, the team England will play is the best combination of those two teams, <laughs> yeah. which, is the scary, which is the scary thought. Uh, we'll, 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 well, I think we all agree that Monster was probably man of the match. I think he won my, the man of the match as well. I think he was my man of the match. We'll look through. We'll look through his stats. 198 meters made, 22 tackles, seven tackle breaks, one line break, two offloads, two one-on-one strips, and 270 kicker meters. <laughs> Unbelievable. Silly, that, isn't it? I think he was quite. But the thing is, I think he was just quite ordinary in the first half. I think he did a few good things. Uh, there was the. The kick that he put in that ended up in the in goal that Tedesco had to try and bring out. I think he got tackled mm-hmm. like five meters from the line. Um, but then, and then at half time, I remember the commentator saying that he needs Munster needs to step up his game. And then that second half, he just started to take it to the line a bit more, didn't he? And like just got on the ball, I thought a bit more. Well, he made he made that line break, didn't he? Where he beat a few, yeah. Years. And I think that, that got that got the Maroons on the front foot, and they and they, they seemed to they scored a lot of their tries. In that period, after we made that line break, because he got a lot of ball, like a lot of um, territory, and they went from there. Yeah, he was really instrumental. Is he for you to the best current player in rugby league? Yeah, he is for me. What do you think, Rob? We said this last week, didn't we? I think on form, he's just the best player in the NRL right now. 
Yeah. I couldn't name anyone else. Like, who, who else is there really that I can think of? I think it's quite weird that he's not... He'll have good Dali M votings, but no one's been voting for Dali M. Well, he's, well, we're all in agreement that he's the best player. And does that mean the system's a bit broke? Or I think that's pretty clear, isn't it? The Dali M system. I think, like, I, I just Melbourne have got no... Individual players at Melbourne have pretty much got no chance, have they? I know mm. Pakenazen was quite high up before he got injured, but like that probably would have dropped off at the point at some point in the season if mm. Grant Munster Hugh start picking up. Yeah, picking up it, the, the points are going to be shared, aren't they? Obviously, so he's mm. someone like Ben Hunt who's currently leading to top it as he's yeah. the best player in a poor team. When someone like Cam Munster who's been unbelievable for the past twelve months, really, um, nowhere near Dalian. Ben Hunt's the type of player that will win it. Ben Hunt is the type of player that will win that, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like, just one. He's a good player, but like, in a, and not a shite team. I don't think the Dragons are that bad. I just think it's an average team. It's yeah. quite normal. Well, we spoke about Munster. We just spoke about Ben Hunt. Uh, I think because the Maroons played so well, should we go through our ratings for the Maroons first? And we'll yeah, yeah. pick our man of the matches and who we thought had special performances. Uh, I'll come to you first, Luke, if you want to go through your... One to one to yeah. seventeen. I'm gonna give you ratings. Yeah. Um, before we get on that, actually, I just like to say that my prediction, Jod. Oh, no, no, actually, you know what? I was trying to, I was trying to brush over it, but we will go over it. <laughs> Congratulations to Luke for getting his prediction right, as he did predict sixteen ten to the Maroons. Rob, right. you said fourteen twelve to the Blues. I said sixteen eight to the Blues. Um, just like to say, and I've, I've got all a all stab in the dark. Yeah, you've got <laughs> and I mean, Luke also got the MOM as well. He said monster, so he's two for two. So if anyone wants to lock the numbers, uh, get on Luke. <laughs> I get the rest of them wrong now. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> right, go on. Give, give us your player ratings then. My player ratings, um, it was out of 10, wasn't it? So Ponga, I gave a seven. I thought he had some very good touches. Probably the best game I've seen of Ponga this year. Yeah. Um, but that, I think that's because he was in a good team compared to what the Knights like. Cobbo on, on his debut, I thought he was... Very good in spells. He didn't have too much to do defensively. I don't think they targeted him enough in the air either. But I gave him a seven. I thought he was pretty, pretty, can't really fault him on that debut. Gagai, I gave a six. Although he scored, I thought he was pretty quiet in, for large spells of the game. Didn't do anything wrong, but then again, didn't do anything as usual Gagai origin. Valoms, I gave a nine. I thought he was outstanding. Some of his defense, defensive plays was unbelievable. That one where you see him remember when he slid onto the ball, like yeah. at full sprint and even yeah. drop it. That was incredible. I thought he was good. Um, one of, Probably one of the surprise players of the game. I knew he was going to play well, but not that well. Yeah. Uh, Coates, unfortunately, went off injured, but I gave him a three. Didn't do anything wrong, but he only played like 20 minutes, so I can't really give him any higher. Munster, my man the match, I give him a nine. Yeah. A big game player. I struggle to think of a, a player in the NRL who stepped up to the big occasion more than Munster does. Yeah. DCE, I gave him a seven. He scored that try. He played well, but a few errors, a few kicks I didn't think were unbelievable, but he's all around decent game. You are, you, was... are, you are allowed to praise DCE. You, know, you don't have to throw a little bit of your <laughs> <team>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's well known that I'm a huge DCE fan, but he did, he did all right. <laughs> he did what he had to do. Tino, I've seen a lot of people raving about in that game. I thought he was probably the worst, the second worst Queensland prop. He didn't do anything wrong, but it, I didn't think he was unbelievable. I thought he was so yeah, okay. He didn't do it. He, maybe it's because you notice him more in the terrible Titan side. That's my real <laughs> <in that job. laughs> And then Ben Hunt, solid. 
thought he had a good start. Didn't play huge minutes. I gave him a six. Uh, Papaliti played about 20 minutes. Really doing my head. I don't know how a player of that standard can get away with playing 20 minutes in the game. But I gave him a four. Both back rows for the Queensland. Kafusi, Catewell, gave him a seven. I thought they both defended really well. Credit to Catewell for, for moving to centre and still keeping the Blues out. And then Cotter played the full 80 in the middle. I gave him an eight. I thought he was unreal for debut. Can't really ask for more. Bench, Grant, I gave a seven. I thought he made an impact when he came on. Didn't set the world on fire, but I thought he was one of the reasons that for the, the change in momentum after the first 20. Pat Carrigan was unbelievable. I thought he was incredible. He's the best player on the pitch bar monster for me. Yeah. For a, for a debut in origin, I struggled to think of a forward who's had a bigger impact. And Collins surprised me. I didn't think he was an impact player, but we were proven wrong on that one. He, I gave him an eight. I thought he was one of the reasons for the change of momentum. And then I gave a seven for Clayton for coming back on after his injury. Yeah, so I mean, like you, well, your ratings there have just shown that the Maroons obviously all had pretty much very good games, obviously, bar a few. Uh, you mentioned Pat Carrigan, obviously, you're a Broncos fan. Uh, go. How, how do you think, <laughs> if, like, do you see him playing more games for the Maroons now? Do you think he cements this spot in the team? I think he's a Blues player for the next 10 years if he stays fit. I, I think he's that good. Uh, <laughs> for the next 10 years if he stays fit. I think he's incredible. He played 64 minutes straight in, in his first Origin game. But bearing in mind, a lot of people probably forget he did his ACL last year. He was yeah. out for the full year and he's come back and played first Origin, played 64 minutes straight. 19 runs, 183 metres, which is the most of any forward in the game. Um, he made 100 metres in the first half more than anyone on the pitch and he made 34 tackles I thought he was incredible yeah what do you make of his performance Rob I think it's just like worth noting like that first half I actually thought them first 20 minutes New South Wales looked the better side and then I think that you think I think uh, Carrigan came on about 20 minutes in didn't he and then yeah, yeah. Carrigan Collins and, and Grant the three of them to be fair I thought they completely shifted the momentum in that last like 20 minutes of the second of the first half and especially Carrigan, I thought it was great through the middle. There was one moment in particular, I think, where he just like ran about 20 metres, just completely, no one even came to meet him. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, um, my thought on that first half, I thought, you, like you were saying before, New South Wales were winning the rook for that first 20. I thought they were getting the quicker play of the balls. I thought Cook was building into the game nicely in the first 20 minutes. I thought they were getting good momentum from their back, back three coming out of yardage. Yeah. I thought, oh, they're on here. And then when they scored that try, I was like, oh, we're in danger here as the Maroons. But then the second them two, uh, Collins and Carrigan came on, compared to only one prop coming on for New South Wales, I thought that changed the game massively. Yeah. I think it's worth noting as well that you said Carrigan came off an ACL. Collins is off the back of an ACL as well. Oh, yeah, he? I forgot about that. Fair play they were too. both the best forwards for yeah, Queens and I thought. I think there's a big argument to be made that the game was lost for the Blues and won by the Maroons off the interchange bench. Definitely. I think the subs from the Blues had little to no impact into the game. Maybe Cam Murray, but you expect more from Murray than what he did. While all four of the people who came off the bench for the Maroons made them better. I think Grant sped up, sped up the rook massively. I think he was really good for them. And then the forwards, Collins and Carrigan especially, just steamrolled through the Blues' middles. They did, yeah. Um... Right, nice, Luke. We'll come to you then, Rob. We'll get your we'll get your ratings. I, well, I've been a bit more generous than Luke, and uh, <laughs> but 
I'm also copped out a bit with the half marks as well. Oh, so. come off it. <laughs> 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 what was this all about? Some of them will be point three recurring. I can't give giving Ponger an eight, and I can't be giving him a seven, so I give him a seven point five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I thought Pong. I thought Pong had a solid game. Like there was the try assist, which was great pass. To be fair, I mean, I've seen some people question was that ball forward, but I think it's impossible to know, isn't it? It was the planned bounce pass. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> you can't defend. No, that, sorry, that was the. Sorry, the forward one was the one that hit the floor, was it? That people were questioning. The one oh, you're, to on about, you're, on, you're on about the one to um, home. The first one was the one to home wasn't forward, was it? It was the one that went on the floor. Yeah. Whether that was or not, I think it's impossible to know. But yeah, I thought he had a good game. Uh, Cobbo, I actually thought Cobbo had a good game. To be fair, give him an eight. I think. I think his first two touches. I mean, they tried to smash him into touch on the first one, <laughs> and they got pulled for a penalty. And then the second touch, I think Yo put him on his ass. Um, Oh, no, was it Yo or was it Campbell Gillard? They look the same, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, and then obviously he was he got run out by Whiten for that first try. So I felt a bit sorry for him at the start, but then he came back with that try assist, which I thought was a great kick. And he made 162 metres as well, which is pretty big as well for uh, for Origin. And he almost had that line break as well, unless Whiten didn't, didn't tackle. But he stayed in, he didn't go out, did he? Um, but, yeah, yeah. Cobble will give an eight. Holmes will give a nine, like Luke said. I thought it was... I thought it was quality homes, especially when he moved to the wing. I thought at centre he made a few mistakes at the start of the game, but I mean only little ones. And then when he moved to the wing, I thought his cover defence was unreal. Gagai, I give a six. Uh, he missed nine tackles. He was probably at fault for that first white and try as well. He just fell off him. Uh, but I mean, he had a all right. He scored a try, didn't he? So I can't complain too much. Coat to give a four. Uh, just didn't play enough minutes. Munster, yeah. I give a ten. I think Ash giving him an nine, Luke. I think oh, ten. DC are giving eight. I thought he just did what he had to do, really, off the back of Monster. Tino, I give I give an eight as well. Hundred and thirty-one run meters, thirty-eight tackles. No, no, Rob, it, Rob, he was poor. He was poor. <laughs> he was poor. What was his stats for? Do you have his stats? Yeah, hundred and thirty-one run meters and thirty-eight tackles. He missed three. <laughs> 56 really post good. contact so yeah, that's my I thought he did the job <laughs> <laughs> no but it's not all stats is it you watch rubber your eyes <laughs> Hunter give a 7 thought he was just did a job made a line break at the end as well but I don't think it came to anything thought he did a good job though Papa I give a 5 I just, I, he was quite clearly sent out there to do a job I know you slated him a bit Luke, but I think I thought he could have done a few more minutes maybe in the second half. Um, yeah. Capewell, I give an eight. I thought he was solid as well. I mean, even when he moved, he moved to centre at one point, didn't he? So I thought he did a good job. Kafusi, I give a 7.5. He wasn't exactly... He made a few errors, didn't he? And then obviously he didn't do much attacking-wise, but he made 40, ta- he made 40 tackles. So Jeez. defensively, he was pretty solid. Cotter, unreal. For his debut as well, 51 tackles, 134 metres, 80 minutes as well. And he shifted to the edge at one point as well when Nanai went off. So fair play to him. Grant, I give a nine. I thought he was good as well. I thought Grant really changed the game with just how much quicker the game. I feel like Queensland game feels just so much quicker when Grant's on the field, doesn't it? Like, yeah. And then, yeah, Collins, nine, same thing. Carrigan, 10. Both of them two were unreal. And then Nanai a seven. I think I've upped him by two for the fact that he came back on the field. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, well, I mean, you both talked about the defensive efforts from the Maroons were unbelievable. You know, they made some great last-ditch efforts, good tackles. You you had that in Valentine Holmes then, Rob. Uh, was he your pick of the outside backs for the Maroons today? Uh, on Wednesday, sorry. I think he's got to be. I, don't, I mean, from probably like a creative point, you'd probably have Ponga or Cobbo with the two good try assists. But defensively, Holmes, I mean, he had the two... Uh, he had two covered... He, he covered two... Um, yeah. Covered well twice on the, the back of the Tedesco line break, which Luke said before when he picked it up and he was like sprinting, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And even in that, right at the end of the first half when Stags put the kick through, I mean, it wasn't under much pressure, but he just was so much faster than everyone else to get there. Um, but yeah, even and at one point, I think he put a shot on Tedesco as well. It just came up the line from absolutely nowhere. But I thought he was, I thought he had a great game and he scored as well to top it off. Weird, isn't it? Because obviously, like, go back a few years ago, Valentine's Holmes was one of the best outside backs in the NRL. And I think people seem to forget that, but Wednesday's performance puts him back as, like, he's Valentine Holmes, you know, yeah. still one of the best players in the NRL. How stupid was that shift to the NFL when you look at it? I know. Money. I know. He's two nice catches, though. Have you seen his highlights? <laughs> well, you're running back. Yeah, and then you look at the money he came back on as well. Like, he's on a big wedge now, so... I suppose it kind of worked in that sense. Playing centre as well. He came back as a fullback though, hasn't he? It just didn't yeah. work for him. Yeah, he's he not back in the NRL as a centre, hasn't he? I think he did make one point when I said before about him make a few made a few mis- mistakes at centre. Um, he was dropped the ball on like the thirty meter line, and then that's that off the back of that is when White and scored. But it's just yeah. one error in it. He just get punished for it. Origin, I suppose. Yeah, I agree. Um. And we'll move away from the Maroons now, unless you've got anything else you want to say. Go on, Luke. You, you not got any player ratings, Yard? Have you not done them? I have done player ratings. Do you want mine? Yeah, I'd love yours. Do you want mine? Go through them. Yeah, go on. I've not messed about no 0.5 nonsense. I've gone just <laughs> solid number one. Um, I've gave... <sighs> Pain for you to say this, but I'll give Ponga an eight. I thought, I thought he had a great game. He was solid as anything under the high ball. You know, the, the, the Blues kicked to Cobble a lot, but anytime they kicked to Ponga... He didn't look under trouble. There was one kick where he hit the court in the air under traffic, made it look very simple. His passing game was really good, especially his assist to Holmes. Uh, I've given Cobbo a seven. Probably should be an eight, but I've given him a seven. Um, he just wasn't overawed by the occasion. He is escape set and runs. He was taking two carries a set. He was very good. Obviously, his assist was a touch of class. Apparently, from what I've heard, he's also left-footed and a kick to his right. Which I think ah. you know, adds more to the try assist. Actually, that was on his weaker foot. Um, go, I've given Val Holmes a nine. I thought he was great. I think he did more defensively, but he was so solid. And that's the second time in as in as, in as many weeks in, in a few months that he's completely shut down Katoni Stags, and there's not many centres that could say that. I think Holmes should play on the wing in the second game. Uh, well, they're, well, they're on about bringing in Murray Tuilagi or uh, the Hammer, aren't they? That's what I mean. Would one of them two shift in the in at centre? I don't know. Has oh, that Moise Tuagi played at centre for the Cowboys? I think he has, yeah. But the, and they've come out and said that Billy Slater hasn't. It would be either the Hammer or uh, Moise Tuagi. On that, actually, do you think Corey Oates is a bit unlucky to miss out? What more can he do? I agree. I don't understand oh, yeah. that at all. I, I mean, is he trying to bring in the younger ones? Is that his plan? But what more can Corey Oates do? Anyway, well, yeah, but anyway, we'll go back to and then Dane Gagai. I'll give him a seven. I didn't realise he'd missed that nine tackle actually, so I should probably put him down. But Thorogen Gagai, isn't it? He just he, he knows what it means to play for his state. He plays. He always him. scores. 
<laughs> no, no. He always scores at Origin. I just don't get it. it was, well, yeah, he's got he's got a great try score record. I think he's played twenty games now for the Maroons, which is a good going. Uh, I've given Coates a five. I was a bit generous. He's got a classic <laughs> synthesis motive, so I feel a bit sorry for him. Um, <laughs> Monster, I give a ten. I think that might have been one of that second half was one of the best performances I've seen from a rugby player in a long time. He just was unbelievable. He absolutely ran the show. Um, DCE, I've given eight. I thought his kicking game was really good. His try was well worked. His step off the right foot. Um, and I just think he played a good second fiddle to Munster. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't shoot the line, as Luke predicted. With um, mm, a few missed tackles, I thought. Well, he won the game. <laughs> I've given Tino an eight. I thought Tino played really well. Um, I think he gets through a mountain of work, Tino, and it goes a bit unnoticed that when he carries and how many metres he actually makes. And he keeps himself busy defensively as well. Uh, I give Hunter six. I felt... Didn't do a lot, and I think when you looked at the impact that Grant made when he came on, I don't. I'm still, I'm still a bit unsure. Like I said last week about starting Hunt over Grant, but there's obviously he played so well off the bench. I don't. I they probably won't change it. Uh, Big Papa, I'd give a five. Can't play in 20 minutes at Origin. You, you can't, especially when you. Well, lose apparently, your... he, apparently he's done that before. Apparently he's yeah. played a game in 2019. He only played like 25 minutes. But I just think if you've lot, if you lose a winger and your whole four pack gets reshuffled. You can't have a buy standing on the bench. The, the Maroons were down to six, 16 men yeah. for, what, 65 minutes? And he only played 20. And, then, and that was before that. I, I, I don't know. It's not wasn't enough for me. Uh, Capewell and Cafuti, both back rows, I give seven. Solid. Capewell did a good job. Again, shifting to centre. He can't seem to get a run at back row at Origin at the moment. He only ever seems to play centre, but did well. Cafuti, it's just solid, isn't he? Doesn't let, doesn't let the team down. Cotter on the boot. W, debut, give it <laughs> I give an eight. Playing 80 minutes at Origin, 51 tackles. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Cam Smith has gone on record and saying that they asked him to play 80 and he just went, yeah, right. No question <laughs> asked, just did it. And he even said, back row's the easiest position he's ever played. Really? So, it's a bit of a dig to some of the back rowers out there. But Carter he said, said he was he, there about five minutes, wasn't he? So. Carter said he had a break at back row. He said, I made no tackles. I had no carries. He said that's that's why they reckon he made it through the 80s. He said he had his break at back row. It's um, a good point. Though. He almost got through, didn't he? Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Um, Grant, I've given eight. I thought his burst of energy in the middle was really, alongside the next two lads, is what got the moons on the front foot. Uh, Collins, I've given eight. Strong running. Um, got the again, got the Maroons on the front foot. Carrigan, given nine, it was just sensational, it was absolutely unbelievable. Can I just ask what score you give Valentine Holmes, George? A nine. Well, that's quite interesting because when I asked for you for your man of the matches, you didn't even consider Carrigan. I said Munster or Holmes, <laughs> yeah. And then you give Carrigan a nine. You can have three. Well, <laughs> Munster would be one, and you can argue between you can argue between Carrigan and Holmes number two. The try gives him the second one of the match. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I like the flashy side of the sport, uh, but I think Carrigan was unbelievable. Uh, I think there's an argument for him to start, but he played so well off the bench that they'll probably keep him there. And then Nanai seven uh, to come just because he came coming back on. It massively helped the Maroons. It meant that they could move Cotter back into the middle. So anything you change in that? team for the next game I would if I was doing it see I'd want to start Grant and Carrigan but they played so well off the bench why change it Yeah, if you're going off the way they played in Origin 1 you'd start Grant and Carrigan but there's no need to really because they made such an impact 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd try to change as little as possible, wouldn't you? For me, Oates goes straight in for Coates. Oh, of course, yeah, you won't. Who, 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 who would be your winger if you had to pick now? For me, it's Oates. I think. I don't pick. like the hammer, you know. I don't think he's that good. Yeah, especially at Do you, centre, you, I do you like him, that. Luke? I, I do like him because... I don't know, I just like since the start, but origin level is a bit different. Yeah. I like to I didn't really, yeah. to be honest, I barely even know too long the fall this year, but he's dead young any, he? but he's, he's had a good season to refer to, him, but I still don't think he's origin level yet. Do you don't think but, do you don't think if you're I think it's quite risky. Oh, I don't know, Cobble's played unbelievable, but would you not still want to have that experienced state of origin winger on one side? Yeah. I think quite risky to go like Turalagi and Cobo. I know Cobo played well and doesn't look phased, but I think you've just put Oates there. It's just that bit of perception, isn't it? Hammers played one game at Origin and he played in that third game last year. Yeah, um, and he played well. I think he scored. Yeah. But... Yeah, and then you've also got to think of which player will do best against Tupo if he stays in. Yeah, well, in the, I'll tell you what then. Oh. Should we move on to the Blues? I think we just, I think we just talk about the Blues first. What do you, what do you think? What do you think went wrong? Um, I thought uh, they lost the rook after the first 20. I said before, the bench killed him. Not necessarily the players on the bench, but as in I thought it was the positions of the players who came on off the bench. Yeah. I thought they not having two out-and-out props allowed Maroons to generate more rook speed, get a quick play of the ball, and then back, go off the back of it. I thought that really killed him. I feel quite harsh on Madison because he didn't do a lot wrong, but he's just not a, a not a big out and out prop forward, is he? Oh, he's a ball playing thirteen, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And then the whole Murray thing—I don't think they know what they're doing with Murray. Like That's Murray for me is an out and out thirteen, but they've got Yo as well, and I get the whole head knock with Yo that knocked him for the whole game because he wasn't right. But I still don't think even if Yo was fit, they know what to do with Murray. Yeah, I think um, Greg Alexander said before though. I don't, Murray wasn't a hundred percent, was he? So that's, true, that's yeah. why they that's why they went with Martin to start, and then they were going to bring Murray on after about thirty minutes. But the yo head knock, they ended up making the decision to sort of spell him. I don't know whether they were going to play him for eighty or not. But do you think yo um, the yo head knock? How would you think of that situation? Do you think he should have gone off? Do you think they got it wrong, the doctors? Was a joke that I think they're now now coming out that they're admitting that they got it wrong. I read before that apparently the um, trainer didn't even review that the footage or something. I said that he could just go on do it as an yeah. on-field decision, which I thought. I thought I've seen it back and I've seen the other angle. I think you told me to go on have a look at that, Jord. Yeah, and I, there's there's just no way that like I've seen other people go off the head test for a lot. Tarek, less than that. when he gets back to the line, Tarek Sims has to line him up because he doesn't know exactly. Where he's yeah. And you could tell throughout the full game he wasn't right. I think everyone could see that throughout the rest of the game. And Greg, like you said, Rob, before, I've seen that Greg Alexander thing as well. And he, he admitted that Yo wasn't right for the rest of the game, which knocked him. And it not, I think that was a massive knock on the Blues because their attacking formations and, and plays, a lot of them go through Yo, don't they? Yeah. It goes to clear it off Yo, doesn't it? Every time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think when you were saying before, where did it go wrong? I think... Um, Queensland did a good job at pressuring Cleary as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I also think that um, they handle like you've got to give credit to the Maroons for handling the injuries, yeah. but they handled them a lot better than like the Yo situation seemed to not 
Murray, uh, the Blues to, off the park. So, well, he, well, he played twenty five odd minutes, didn't he? And, and it's yeah. no one really knew what was going on. And they'd a bit. I think they would have just been better bringing Murray on and going. You're lucky you're playing the rest of the game at thirty. Yeah, I agree. But then it's the question of it. So say if Yo's fully fit, right? Does he play the full eighty? And if he doesn't, what do you do with Murray? Because I don't think he's a second row. No. But I think he's too good of a player not to have in. Exactly. They like him on the edge, I think. Instead of like, I mean, they can't have him at 13 because of Yo. They think Yo, I think they think, I think Yo is the better 13, in my opinion, in the situ, in the scenario of how New South Wales play. Well, yeah, it's, it's what you want as a 13, not you. And if you've got both your halves are from Penrith, you want the first yeah. team who also plays there. But into, but I think they still want to get him in. So, put, I mean, he did all right on the edge in the last series, but I don't know. I thought he made some mistakes, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and, and, and like, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. But the Paul try, he was obviously yeah, he obstructed. Um, yeah, the, I mean, I think the Blues. I think you did nail the head. They lost the rook, and from losing the rook, they lost the game. But they still mm-hmm. went out of it. I mean, you, you look at the last play, Yo's half a half a meter away, maybe less, and he scores, and it's tied up, and he goes a golden point. So it wasn't all doom and gloom. They just they had that fifteen minutes, fifteen minute period after the break where they just lost their heads. I think it's interesting as well when you look at some of the run meters on the Blues, uh, the Blues side. Yeah. The backs, Tedesco 291 meters, Toho 218, White and 184 and Tupo 209. And you look at the forwards, Haas 143, which was good, Paulo 33 in 30 minutes, Murray 84, Sims 83, Yo ran for 146 in fairness and Martin of 31, Campbell Gill had 106 and Matto 77. So there's only a few that got over 100 metres and then the backs have all got like 200 plus. I think that was a game plan. Do you think? I think that they purposely, and this is what Cam Smith has been saying, is it's very Penrith the way they played in the sense of Penrith play outside backs, do the attacking metres and, and it means that the, the middles have got a fresh for their defensive sets and it seems like they played with the same system but it wasn't working so then you start changing oh, why why waste someone like Payne Hart who's an unbelievable ball runner to not run as much as what is that is his strength is ball running and I feel like that's that's what the Maroons think they did that was their game plan the Maroons plan for that for yeah. them didn't work because the Blues looked knackered in the middle I thought yeah which makes yeah. no sense because they weren't taking as many carries yeah I think I think the first 20 that tactic was working I thought the, four, the backs were getting the Blues on the front foot in the first 20. But then, but then it also, I think, a lot of people have been slating Cleary. And yeah, he wasn't his usual self, but I feel like his game is so important on yeah. momentum and the, what the fours do for him. Yeah. So I feel like you could flip it on its head and if, if the Blues had the same thing, momentum that Maroons had, Cleary probably would have been... Oh yeah, definitely. been man the match and been unbelievable. So I feel a bit harsh on him being slated. Yeah, he made a few mistakes with his kicking game. It wasn't as perfect as Cleary normally is, but I do feel quite harsh slating Cleary because he needed his forwards and he didn't. And he yeah, didn't and, and that's the same for every half. But I do think for Cleary as a seven, they looked a bit lost attacking um, the Blues at times, and that's on him to sort out. And I also think he made a few strange decisions, like running the ball on the fourth tackle, so he wasn't there to kick, like. That can't that can't be part of their game plan. He just seemed to lose his way a bit once once they put the pressure on his kicks. He's, he's, he 
didn't know what to do with himself and he couldn't get himself into the game as much as he probably wanted to or he tried too hard. Happened a few times, didn't it? Where, like you say, he was tackled on the fourth. Just yeah. a bit weird. It just seemed, they just seemed disjointed in a tackle. Like, awesome. They were quite flat as well, I thought. And I think that's a yo thing, isn't it? Like He's normally first receiver and sort of starts an attack and he just, obviously he got concussed after about five. Well, it was the first, first ball, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that does that make you think that for Penrith, is Yo the most important player in their team or is it still Cleary? It's a system, isn't it? Mm. I don't think one of them is more important than the other, but it's a system. And I think you've got to look at as well, which is a good point from you, Luke, um, that actually the first couple of games this year when there was no Cleary, Sean Sullivan filled in and played well. Exactly. Because Yo, Yo was there. It's interesting, wasn't it? Good point. We can't be calling Cleary a system half-back yet, boys. <laughs> <laughs> not saying, not going that far. <laughs> right, well, should we go to our player rates for the Blues? Um, Rob, you can go first this time. Um, and then, yeah, give us your, give us your player rating for the Blues. Yeah, so I had um, Tedesco, I give him an eight. I thought, obviously, his stats, 291 run metres, 80 post-contact. He had the line break as well, which really... Unless it wasn't for Holmes, he clearly probably would have scored eight tackle breaks as well. I think the only thing I'd probably say was, I don't know, maybe this might be a bit harsh positional play on that DC try. I think he kind of, yeah. well, actually, that's that's a bit harsh, but I think he did kind of fly to the left quite early. Toho, six and a half. I think he, he made good metres, but I don't think he made had the biggest impact that Brian Toho normally does. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably yeah, six and a half. Uh, Stags give four, played fifty minutes. I think he looked dangerous on the ball, but I just don't feel like he was on the ball enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The small times Quite... on the ball, he looked good, but he didn't do it enough. Yeah, I think so. Because he had a few touches, didn't he? But just didn't. Did, yeah, and fifty-two minutes as well. Probably not enough to give him a proper score. White and eight and a half. I thought he was the Blues' best player. Hundred eighty-four meters. Two line breaks, four tackle breaks. I thought he made arguably two try savers as well. Tupo, give him a seven. I thought he was slightly better than Taho. Uh, pretty similar, to be fair. I just thought he looked like he was running with more intent than Taho, and I thought he was trying to make more of an impact. Luai, six and a half. He was all right. I mean, he had the two try assists, which kind of bumped him up a bit, but nothing special. Cleary, a six. Yeah, I just don't know. Just his kicking game was a bit off. <laughs> um, seven halves. I thought he was one of the better forwards for them. Cook, seven. I thought he was all right. Paulo, I'll give a four. Yeah. 33, 33 run metres in 30 minutes. I mean, he's not the same player as Lindsay Collins, but when you compare that to Lindsay Collins, who ran for 133 in 38 minutes, I don't think he made as much of an impact. He was trying to ball play a bit as well, which I thought was a bit... Weird of Paul. I mean, yeah. I know he likes an offload, but he was trying to throw the ball that just kept going to the floor. Do you reckon that was? Um, do you reckon that's to do with how well the Maroons forwards were playing? That he felt like he couldn't get any forward momentum, so he was trying to ball play instead of play like a forward. No, no I think that's uh, off the back of maybe trying to do it for Yo. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's a good point. That's a good point. He was throwing the ball a bit about, wasn't he? It's a few times. Yeah, he was. Should have scored really though if it wasn't for Murray, who I've given a six. I thought it wasn't his best game. Edge didn't look great on the edge. Um, I don't even do we even know if he was fully fit? That's the other thing. Like, how yeah. fit was he? Yeah, Sims, I give a five, wasn't great. 
didn't do anything really. I didn't think um, four missed tackles as well. Most missed tackles out of any player on the uh, Blues side. Oh, Yo, I give a six and a half. Wasn't right after the concussion. He still made some big meters though. Like I said before, hundred forty six. But just don't think I think his game was off as soon as he took the blow to the head. Crichton, right? I've given one. <laughs> Can we talk about Crichton actually? This guy came on the pitch, right? To give away a penalty by taking Munster on his head. Then what else did he do? Oh yeah, he got stripped on the ten meter line by Munster. We didn't even mention that about Munster yeah. when he. Uh, I'm I'm mentioning his stats. What else did he do that was fucking stupid? They were the two. Well, they were the two big mistakes, but the two massive mistakes. Yeah, because I'm sure. Well, did they score off the back of when he did the dump tackle at the next set? Yeah, I think so. And where was he in that try as well? Because I'm sure it was like Cleary and and the winger were on. The, it was Payne Hass. Payne Hass was playing free. Oh, yeah, and Hass as well. Don't know. He must have got caught in it. Don't we? Marco or something. But... Yeah. That's what happened. And then the he's scene. just gone on, just gone on with full adrenaline and just took Munster, <laughs> took Munster straight out, hasn't he? And then... yeah. it's borderline. Yes. But if you get it, if you get it right, it's a great tackle. But didn't get it right. Strip yeah. was unreal, though. It was. I mean, Munster's the best at it, isn't he? I feel like he tries it on everyone. It's class, isn't it? And he gets most of them right. Yeah, he does. And then I've gave Martin a five. Not his best. Not his best game from an attacking sense. He only ran for thirty meters. I mean, he made fifty tackles though. Forty missed four. But I don't know. I feel like Frizzell would offer a bit more if he was in the yeah. team and he if he was starting. Even over Murray as well. I just think he's a natural second row. And then I've gave Kim, Kim, Sorry, I've gone a bit weird with this thingy because Paulo and yeah, yeah. Murray. I've put them in the step, but yeah, they didn't start. Campbell Gillard gave a six, so it was all right. But he was one of the better forwards as well when he was on the pitch. And Matheson six as well. But it's five and a half, maybe. I'm not sure. Didn't really. I don't feel like he did much. No, he was just there, wasn't he? he just made. Yeah. Like at times, a lot of the forwards of the Blues just made up the numbers. Yeah, I agree. So, so Rob, you mentioned then about White being your man of the match. As a Raiders fan, was it nice for you to see him? Well, sounds all the critics. He said he shouldn't be playing centre. He silenced me as well because we said last week, didn't we? Yeah, about did. his uh, performance at centre in the 2020 series. But I think we said last week that he'd missed 40 and 40% in two of them games in that series. Yeah. Tackles. He made 12 tackles. He only missed one. Uh, no, he made 13 tackles. He only missed one. Yeah. 184 metres as well. And then he scored, he scored the first try. And then I thought um, he had a few good defensive plays as well. He stopped Cobbo getting down the right hand side. Um, but then the only the only thing he probably did wrong was it didn't lead to anything but he dropped the ball on the 10 metre line didn't he with about 60 se- 67 minutes gone I think yeah I mean that could have easily been the game there if it wasn't for Cleary stopping it yeah but yeah I thought he was unreal I think he's got to be the first name centre on the on the team sheet in the second game to be fair to him and I think, but, he, uh, I think he sounds a lot of critics there hasn't he because we wouldn't have been the only ones who dealt with him playing centre and he's gone out with a performance like that, yeah, on the losing side. But like you said there, he's probably one of the first Blues names on that team. She'd come in a couple of weeks' time. There was a scenario as well, and that's uh, near the end of the first half when the um, when Queensland had all the momentum. Yeah. Um, DC got the ball on the last tackle with about 10 metres out looking for an attack and kick. And White, I mean, they looked knackered, the Blues, and then White just flew out the line and took him out. You know, when they reviewed it for the high tackle? Yeah. 
thought that was a great play from him. To be fair, another good defensive play. I agree. I think he was. I think he's got nailed on that he is going to be. He's nailed on that left centre. It might be. It might be Latrell who joins him. You know what's interesting? If Latrell isn't fit for that second game because he's not. They were saying that he's not going to play any of the two games to the Bunnies before he plays. So if he's not fit, and White and is your. What was he? Was he the, was he the was left, left centre? Yeah. yeah. Who's your right centre in the next game? Why, if Staggs isn't fit as well? I think yeah. Staggs will be fit. It's just if Staggs is fit, it's Staggs. Do you consider playing Hines at centre? No. I just don't think they need another out-of-position player. Yeah. Do you I think there was one game last game. Yeah, I don't think you do. I don't. But I think, I think Hines... I think there was a game last year. I mean, it was rare where they were all fit, where there was actually Pappenhaus and Munster and Hughes were all fit. And I think they ended up putting Hines at centre after his spell at um, fullback. I can't remember exactly what game it is, but I feel like I remember him playing a bit like Tommy, you know, yeah. when he was at centre, sort of attacking both sides. I can see Hines playing 14 and doing something like that, but I can't see him starting at centre. I can't. I think they'll stick with Staggs. Well, I can't see Crichton getting in. And... Um... Luttrell's got COVID on him, so I can't see him playing off the back of no game time. Well, he's got not throwing your boy Burton out there, Rob. Uh, you know, I'd even forgot about Burton. <laughs> you can't have, t- I mean, it's very blue. You can't have two sixes played at centre at Origin. <laughs> yeah, you could have two fullbacks be... last year and win. Sure, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, right, think well, argument for, I think the argument for Burton would have been for this first game. I don't think losing the first game, you can't then go, right, let's stick Burton in, can you? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's going to be the. It's a cauldron, that isn't it? Because if he goes wrong, it's you know. I think they'll play Latrell. I think they'll just stick him in, even if he's injured. Yeah, I, not I even if he's injured. Even if he's not had enough games to be up to match fitness, I think they'll play him just because it's Latrell Mitchell and what he I, did last year. I think if they'd have won on Wednesday, Latrell doesn't play game two. But yeah, you have to win game two. So what if Latrell's willing to play? Latrell plays. I can't see it personally. Well then, Luke. So what's your ratings then for the Blues? So um. Similar to Rob, actually, I give Teddy an eight. I thought he tried his hardest, to be fair. I thought he was pretty pretty good for considering the state of the game at the time. Toto, I gave a six. Going off what Rob said before, he did make the metres. You've got to give him credit for that, but he didn't have any sort of impact. After first 20, him and Tupo did well. They got the Blues on the front foot. But since that, yeah, he made his metres, but I don't re- remember thinking... Throughout the game, oh, Toto's got them good looks to be there. Yeah. Or Toto's broke, broke two tackles, they can get on the front, front, front foot from that. I didn't really f- remember thinking that throughout the game, so that's why I didn't rate him too much higher. Stags, Not interesting. Sorry. He did, he did break eight tackles. Did <laughs> he? Wherever they happened, I'm not sure, but he did. Well, well. I actually, I mean, oh, we've had this conversation off the podcast. I thought Toto had a good game. I mean, you know, he didn't score, but. What did he make? Did he make over 200 metres, did you say? Yeah, he did. Like that, that is still a good game. And he was taking, yes, the outside backs were taking a lot of carries for the Blues, but he was taking, he was catching the ball, taking that tackle. And then he was going around for the third tackle. You've yeah. got to give credit where it's, where it's due. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think maybe it's because because Toto produces to a such high level. We yeah. we can't. Maybe it's just I didn't notice him as much as I usually do. But, yeah, so Stags, I give a five. I've had a lot of people slating him in our friendship group specifically. But <laughs> for me, he was I thought he was not far off the biggest danger man at wide when he got the ball. I, got I, the I ball. do agree. I, I agree with the argument. He didn't touch the ball for the first 10 minutes or something, did he? 
that's, no. that's Stag's issue. He does that for Brisbane as well. He never goes in looking for the ball. Yeah. Then you can look at the other argument of Stags is such an impulse, is such, such like burst player. Yeah. You don't want him knackered off a horrible carry. You want him fresh. You want him ready to, to attack the line in, in good ball. So you kind of look at both sides, but he didn't have enough impacts as he should have. I do agree with that. So I gave him a five. Wyan, he proved, well, us three wrong. I had him down as my worst player in game one. Yeah, yeah I, and so did I. Yeah, so that, that showed us, didn't it? But I thought he was he, he was quality, to be fair to him. He he scored a good try. I think, I think it looked to a lot of people that's just a bundle over, but he's got to have that size to get over there. Yeah, against, against, the, against the proven centre origin in Gaga as well. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was class. I, yeah, he did really well, Wayne. Tupo, similar to Toto. I thought he had a good first 20. They, they were both getting them on the front foot. Yeah, he got his... I thought he ran with more impact than Toto, which might not be reflected within the stats, but I thought he ran... He carted in pretty hard, to be fair to him. And yeah. in the air, he made some good plays, I thought, well, yeah. I remember. So I, yeah. I gave him a six. I could have gave him a seven, but I didn't think the, many of the Blues deserved a seven, so that's why I gave him a six. Luai... Created the tries, didn't he? So you've got to give him some credit for that. Other than that, did he do a great deal? Not really. So I give him a six. Cleary, I've given him a five, but I give him that straight after the game. I kind of feel a bit harsh on Cleary for what I said before about he needs his fold. Yeah. But then again, your seven at Origin can't be kicking it out for a, a seven tackle set to the other team. That's just, you can't be doing that at that yeah. level, from that, in my opinion. Haas, the best forward for the Bruce, but for Haas, was he that good? I see he got the most yards out of the Blues team, but I think he can give more than what he did. But he was the the better middle. He's just unbelievable, isn't he? Though, like he made the second most tackles on that team, yeah. and I think he made the out of the forwards he made the most meters. Like he's a quality player, and that was that was an off game. Yeah, like, yeah, I know exactly. I was thinking more like momentum. Why did he really get them on the field? Mm. But he had his carries, I, but yeah. I think when you see the likes of Haas and Carter and. Tino and um, Carrigan, they're the few. They are the forwards who are going to play the next ten years. They will be going at each other in Origin. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, Cook slightly disappointed with Cook. Maybe a bit controversial. I thought he went just off the back of that first twenty when they were getting good looks. But I thought Cook could could, could have a quality game. He could yeah. be showing people that this is this is Cook's game. But he just didn't really do much throughout the rest of the game. I thought you could look at them not having good rook speed and blaming on that. But I just wanted a bit more from Cook because he's one of their main players. Yeah. I don't agree with any of the people saying Carousel should be in the, the game too. I no, no, I no, I agree. At all. Campbell Gillard, I give him a five. Yeah. Might be a bit harsh, but I just didn't think he brought much impact at all, to be honest. he, he I suppose he did start the knee, so that first 20, you could say he had a big impact on it. But yeah, did you even notice him come on in the second spell? No, he was all right, but again, not really good enough. Martin, I give a six, 50 tackles. You've got to give him credit for that. But I think both back rows for the Blues that started Martin and Sims, you'd forget they're on the pitch for some reason. Yeah, yeah. they didn't offer anything in attack. Sims, I thought, was pretty poor, to be honest. I'm not sure stats wise, I don't know whether you've got them, Rob, about what Sims produced in that game, but I thought he didn't play many minutes and he didn't do much when he was on for them minutes. Sims, 57 minutes, 83 metres, 33 post-contact, 25 tackles, he missed four. That's not really good. Not great. No. Um, Yo, I give him a six, which is harsh on Yo because 
it wasn't him playing poorly. He was clearly concussed. He wasn't himself. Yeah. He had a huge impact on the game because he couldn't. He wasn't even like he, he felt like he was a second behind to what he normally is. Yeah, that made sense. A Crichton, I give him a three. He was dreadful. Wasn't he? I felt bad for him because why you're swapping centre for centre in a game is just a complete waste. Yeah, of but to be fair though, he only came on at centre because Stags went off injured. That that is fair. Enough. I think he'd have come on anyway. Yeah. But but who, who would you have took off Stags? I just don't well, get the whole Steve Crichton. It was like a waste of a four-seat man. It was a waste of an interchange, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, he made, he gave he gave penalty a couple of penalties away. I'm pretty sure, he, and it's obviously a strip with Munster, which can be game changers in towards yeah, yeah. that game. Paul, Paul Paolo, apparently his name Ballo, Ballo now. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> We're not having another argument this week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought it's Ballo. Ball. It's a quite Ballo. I quite rate. I rate him quite high. I think he's one of the better props in the NRL, and I didn't think he produced anywhere near that. I'm not sure whether it was a game plan for him to be. Um, to be a ball player more, or was it a fact of Yo couldn't do it? I'm not really sure. But I thought he should have. He didn't really play well either. Murray, I give him a six. Yeah, he, he scored. Denny Murray, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he scored, but I, he's not a back rower for me. He's an out and out loose, which I kind of feel bad for him because of Yo. I think they need to work on figuring out what they're going to do with them too, like we talked about before. Yeah. And Matterson, I give him a five. I feel also be able to feel a bit bad for Matterson because he's on debut. He didn't do much, but did, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. It's just it wasn't the game for him. He couldn't have that impact that he's been having for the Eels off the bench. I'm not sure whether I'd have him in the, in game two either. But would yeah. you, who would? Well, who would be? Well, actually, no, we'll save that. We'll save that. So um, beyond White and who do you reckon was uh, the Blues' best player? Probably say Tedesco for me. I Tedesco, thought yeah. um, he tried. He, he tried the hardest out of the rest of that team. I thought he. Did, he gave it more than the rest of them towards the end. A lot of them I felt like were just dropping off and yeah. I didn't really see any fight back for them, but Tedesco was probably one of the ones who stepped up. He had 291 run metres, which is the most out of anyone in the game. Yeah. You've got to give him credit for that. Um, because he made a few half breaks that got them on the front foot towards the end of the game when they were coming back. When they were kicking to him, he made a couple like a couple of tackle breaks and broke a tackle and got a quick play of the ball. I thought he looked the only one to be creating anything for them at the end of the game. Yeah. I thought if it, I remember thinking, I wrote down actually in the 70th minute, if they're going to win this game, it's going to be Tedesco. Yeah. Because he was the only one who was going to provide anything. So he was probably, him and White were probably the only two who were pretty decent in that side for me. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think on my ratings, I'll give you them now. I'm not, not too far off. I give Teddy an eight for the exact same reason you two have rated him high. Is that he put in a, it was a captain performance. He sort of put the team in his back at times, didn't he? Especially in the second half. Um, I give Toto a seven because I, I thought he, he did get through a lot of work, but I can understand giving him a six because I think you hit the nail on the head, Luke. He has high standards and he didn't quite meet them. Um, I give Staggers, Stags a six. Not the Davey would have wanted, but I think there's still more to come from him at origin level. Whiting, I give an eight. He was unbelievable. He was, he was the catalyst for anything good, which the Blues did, especially in the first half. Two ball, I give a six. Solid, but didn't get him much attacking opportunity. I think he was unlucky to get his, his uh, try assist chopped off. Uh, I don't know what you both made about that when the Teddy went through. I'm not. It's it's marginal, but um, they're the type of decisions that would all lose your games. Um, but apart from that, he didn't do much. Luai, I give a six. Two try assists, but beyond that, not a lot of involvement. Cleary, I also give a six. Just 
didn't seem his usual self, like we mentioned before. His kicking game was a bit off. Um, he needs a lot more help from his forwards in, in game two to get his game back to where it should be. Uh, Haas, I give a seven. He, like Rob mentioned before, second most tackles on the team. And he still puts himself about even in a... It's a poor performance for Haas, but you can't tr- you can't give him a poor score because of that. Uh, I give Cook a seven. He made, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, 54 tackles, no missed tackles. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, that's unbelievable. He played 80 minutes at Hooker. Uh, you know, he may not have made a lot of runs from dummy half or anything, but still, he was absolutely solid in the middle and he played the full 80. Uh, and if you give Cotter the credit for playing full 80, you've got to give Cotter the credit as well, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. RCG, uh, I give six. Good in the first opening spell, non-existent in his second spell. Um, but he did give a good bit of get forward for the Blues. Uh, Martin, I give a six. Solid, but... I don't think he's much much else. I like Liam Martin, and I think I said in the podcast last week the reason you'd have him in Origin is he's he would he wouldn't let you down. And I don't think he did let him down. Making how it was it fifty tackles, Rob? Yeah, fifty. Like, that's not letting you down, but he's also a bit non-existent at times as well when he's when in an attacking sense. I was saying to Luke about Liam Martin though. Do you think? Do you think maybe he's got a better reputation because of the team he plays for than how good he actually is? Probably. I reckon there's a lot of. I mean, I'd go as far to say that if you're picking your back rows for game two, would you go and look at someone like Olakowatu or Kaloa Matungi, who are a bit more of an attacking threat if you're the Blues? Um, oh, tough one, that, because do you want to bring more inexperience into a team? True, true. Come out the back of a loss. But I, w- I, would, I would drop both back rows if I was Freddie Fittler and... You'll play Murray there, but if you weren't going to, let's say you put Fazell into one back row spot, yeah. who fills the other? I was just going to say off uh, that the Liam Martin point you just made. I think next year might be a big, big indication of Liam Martin without Kikau for yes. Penrith. Some of them are going to have to step up, and can Liam Martin go from being that solid player to being a strike player on that edge? I think they'll need it. Yeah, I, but I, don't know, I just don't think that's his game. His game's made off just absolute hard work. He reminds me of uh, of Joe Baxter. <laughs> it's just, he's very solid, but you know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. Um, That's interesting about, when you said about Penrith then, because they've lost Caper and Kickout. So who are their edges next year apart from signed that? Luke Garner. They've signed Luke Garner, haven't they, of course? Yeah. It's not going to be a Kickout. But there's no chorus on it there either. No. Yeah, that's true. They need, they need a, they've not got a strike edge player next year, which is going to be interesting because no. they go to that a lot, don't they? Well, we'll, we'll get on to Kickout's a massive loss. Yeah. We'll get on to Penrith in a minute. You finish these. Uh, well, so I give Sims a five. I thought it was poor. Uh, I think we predicted he wasn't going to be amazing and he didn't. He lived up to our expectation. <laughs> Yo, I give a six. I think the fact that played 80, well, no, 79 minutes concussed is quite impressive or how many minutes he actually ended up playing. Uh, feel for Big Ski. Called him a freak last year. He had a freak of a game, but not in the way he wanted it. Uh, I'll give him a four. Um, he was thrown on. Go on, Rob. We'd just on? like to say, John, <laughs> I think you did say last week that Crichton's the best centre in the NRL. And you know what? I would I would still stand by my word on that. I don't think... I'll stay with it. I don't think a 30-minute spell at Origin in your first game when you're losing is something you can judge a player off. No, I know. Um, he's had... A, he's had a, <laughs> unfortunately for him, he will be... Well... Unless he has better origin moments, will always be remembered for that at origin level. But you've got to think this is the bloke that's called the winning try 
in the grand final last season with an unbelievable play. He's got the ability. I just yeah. think he was he was he, you you hit the nail on the head before when you said he came under the bundle of energy. They wanted to try and change the game. But as a centre, it's very difficult to change the game on your own. And he ended up making more mistakes trying to do that. Yeah, you're love, right. you, love your steal, anyway. I'll, I'll back you. Um, <laughs> Murray, I give a seven, and I think it's purely because he scored. Probably, <laughs> it's, probably worth, it's probably worth a six. Uh, I really like Cam Murray, but yeah, he, he's not a bad rower. He'll continue to play there for the Blues as long as Joe is as good as he is. Um, but he's, he, he's not a bad rower. Um, Paul with an O. I've given a six. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not going to pronounce it, pronunciation wrong there. Um, yeah, pronunciation police will get on to you otherwise. Well, we know. Um, so he just didn't do much. I think you. I think he tried to replace Yo as a ball player, but as much as it is a strong point of his, he's not as good as a, as someone like Yo. Um, and then Matt said I give a six. I think he just he couldn't impose himself on the game. I think. He wasn't given much opportunity to succeed. And, he, and when he came on, the Blues won the back foot. So we never got a chance to show what he can do as an attacking forward. Um, yeah, that's my team. What would, if you were Freddie Fittler, what change would you be making for game two? Go on, Luke. The main one we just, oh, go main on. one we just, main one we were just saying, isn't it? Is the, the edge position. Frizzell's got to come in. He's experienced. Need a bit of that in the forwards. So if you're getting rid of Sims, if you're getting rid of Martin, you take about a bit of experience. You've got to bring it in, I think. So get Frizzell in. Workhorse in attack and defence, isn't he, as well? I think you've got to look at this 14 position a bit more. If Papenhaus, I hate to say it, if Papenhausen's fit, Ooh. do you put Papenhausen at 14? My thing is, I, I wouldn't because I don't think he's either 14. I think he's either starting at fullback or he's oh. not, you're not going to. You know, I don't think he's 14 either, but in the way we've just been talking about um, playing Hines like Toby Turbo last year, I'd rather have, if you're gonna if you're gonna play one of your centres like that, I'd rather have Pappenhausen do it. Pappenhausen can't play anywhere but fullback for me. No, he can't. I but but I, I don't think I don't think Turbo played like a fullback at Origin last year. I, I, as a centre, sorry, he played as a fullback. He just drifted. Bigger body though. True. True. And I think. I think if it, I think for me at fourteen, then you've got to put Hines in. Yeah, maybe I think I put maybe put Hines in at fourteen. Put Frizzell in instead of Sims. And, what, and then what I don't you think Murray uh, on the other edge. He did a job last year. If he's fit, why not just give him another chance? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it'd be a bit harsh to just drop him after one bad performance from all forwards, and if he was half fit as well, then. Yeah. And just give him another go. What changes would you make, Luke? Um, for me, I don't. Strange enough, I don't think they need to change too much. Right, okay. I think that game was decided on a few moments that they fall to the Blues. I think the game could have been a different scenario, and I feel like the Yo thing killed them off completely. So if Yo's fully fit for that next game, I'd still be think the Blues are favourites, even with even though they've just lost. Yeah, I think they need maybe one or two changes, but. The, like the Blues can't forget how good they were last year. I know the game's different, yeah, but I think stick to what they were doing that first twenty without Yo not being knocked, and by adding a prop on the bench, I think they're still looking like I'd probably say the favourites for the next game, which is strange. So for me, Sims come out. I I agree with Rob Frizzell goes in. I think that's a no-brainer for me. 
Frizzell. Yeah. Why that was a thing anyway, I think it's a bit of loyalty, but for me, Frizzell comes in. I think they need another prop on the bench, but who is what I can't really... Is there is there an out. argument for Jake Jabojevic? That's what I was going to say, but is he, he's, not, he's not even an out-and-out prop. But he is an out but he is an R. Yeah, Clem, I think for some reason Clem is already his career's over by the sat by the looks of what it. What about Daniel Sayafiti then? Oh, oh, he's not fit, is he? He's not fit. I like Angus Crichton, but then that that's he's not a prop. I think I'd like to fit him in somewhere, maybe for Madison. I think one of Liam Martin or Madison, I wouldn't be opposed to them dropping out. I'd still stick Cam, Cam Murray will have another two games under his belt. I think he'll be match fit. Yeah. I think he'll probably play he could probably play 80. So then one of them will probably you don't need Martin and Madison on your bench. Yeah. Because Frizzell's an 80-minute back row as well. So I think they need they need another prop in the, on that bench. Who it is, I'm not quite sure. But for me, that's only change I would make. Maybe Steve. Yeah, Crichton, I'd probably drop as well. Who that bench player is, I don't know. I don't I agree with Rob. Pap can only play a fullback. But I don't know. I don't know. Hines, it's going to be Hines. It's, we're going to be hands. Would you was. not? Would you not? After the way the Maroons played, with taking off Hunt, bringing off Grant, and the and the injection of Grant brought on, think about bringing on Chorus, like play Chorus out fourteen, and just keep both your hookers fresh. Yeah, potentially, but then you're running your risk. I think Maroons handled their injuries really well, but give it, put that on another day, and you you chase. If you're the Maroons and you're chasing points with that with them injuries, you've got Kate well at centre. You lose a bit of your time. Yeah, yeah. So they were lucky because they were leading. I think it could have been a different story if they were behind and had them injuries. So I get having a utility on the bench. I think it's still probably quite important. What's the thing with Hunt? I think the thing with Hunt as well is he covers six, seven, nine, thirteen. Yeah. So having him there, he's got four positions that if something happens, he can cover. Whereas Coruscant is literally coming in, nine. playing nine. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Well, we'll wrap that up there. Sixteen ten win for the Maroons. I, th- I think I just say. Yeah, I think I just say. I don't think Freddie will change too much. I think he'll try and stick with what he knows. I think, I think he'll make two. Maybe if Latrell's fit, he'll put him in, and I think he'll put Frizzell and then Frizzell and Hines. I think that might just be it. You don't need to change much, do they? I don't think. No, I don't think so. All I know yeah. it's going to be a big game down in Perth. Uh, must yeah. win for the Blues. The one 0 down the series. Go on, Luke. I was just going to wrap up and say, um, fair play to Billy Slayer. But you got to get yeah, yeah. credit. That's his first game coaching any level, you know. Yeah, I thought he's, he's got to give him some credit there. I thought it was such a tight game. I thought you can't take too much away from it about the favourites for the next game. Yeah. I think the two two top quality sides this year, first time in a few years. I think the next one is going to be 50 50. I don't yeah. think either neat teams need to change too much with the odd tinker, like the injury for the Maroons and maybe one or two changes for the Blues. But I think they. Not too much needs to be changed because it was an unbelievable game. Yeah, I agree. All to play for. All still to play for. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, we'll move away from State of Origin. We'll go to NRL now. Uh, we won't spend too long on this. I just want to get your predictions on uh, on the games this weekend. So, first game on Friday, it's the North Queensland Cowboys versus the Dragons. So, the Cowboys might be missing a few players from Origin. What do we, what are we saying the score is going to be there, boys? Well, I've got I've got the teams up here. They've they've lost quite a few, haven't they? the Cowboys already? They've named yeah. they've named a team without um, without Holmes. Really, well, Holmes on the reserve, so he'll probably come in. But they've got Cotter's no out as well. Cotter's out, yeah. For me, uh, for me, um, last week 
was a big telltale for the Cowboys this year. They get they're developing that culture, aren't they? Yeah, they've got to give them credit. They won without all their stars last week. I can't see a, I can't see them losing without their stars this week for me. No, I can't either. I give credit Cowboys win. I'm going the Dragons. Oh, controversial I'm going ones. The Dragons early. early. I think they've had a few players in Origin this week. I know you said last week they did, but I tell you what, that, that, that Dragons team have found something Cody Ramsey the last couple of weeks, haven't they? Uh, you slated Cody Ramsey a week. I know I did. Give me that. I know I did, but he looked great in that game where he, when they yeah. put him in the other week for Sloan, I was like, what the fuck have they done here? Why have they put <laughs> Cody Ramsey in? But did you not think he looked bigger or has he just yeah. cut his hair? He's cut made him look so much different, didn't it? He looks like an actual fullback. Like, it's maybe like, I'm just, it's, it's like so Jordan. weird. It's like Jordan, you know, Benison for Saints. The second, <laughs> he, second he took them leg skins off, he looked like he could play rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same with Ramsey. He doesn't look a mom yeah. under the high ball either. Like, Go on, so, yeah. so what? So what? You know, well, you got the dragons then, Rob. What are you saying? The stories. Take the dragons. I'm gonna take them. I mean, it's going to be close I'm going to take him 2016 I would mention as well you said about Cody Ramsey I think Amon started to look good as well in the halves yeah, for them. Right he started to do a bit more um, he started to really come into his own as like a rookie I think he's a rookie this year I think he is uh, no he played a few games last yeah. year yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure I'm, but yeah I thought he started to take a bit more control of the team as well but yeah, yeah. what are you saying Luke? I'm going. I'm going a twenty points to ten Cowboys when I can't see the Dragons winning personally. Um, the Cowboys have, have. Well, I've been underestimating them all year. To be honest, a good friend of ours has been backing them since day one, and I told him <laughs> it was a lot of rubbish. But it's. I'm still doubting them. I, every every game, I'm like, mm, but now I've got to just. It's got to got to just give into it and say they're, they're looking like a good, solid top four side. And when I've never thought oh, yeah. of winning the year. How are a team with Jay Grandville at 14, third in the league? I know. But um, we're doing a bit of a table, aren't we, Joel, or something? Are you going to say something like that? Yeah, well, so we'll, we'll build a table. Um, obviously, there's no table at the moment. But uh, when we come back next week, we'll uh, discuss our predictions. Luke, you are 2-0 from your origin. We can add them if you want to. <laughs> can um, But, yeah, we'll come back and then at the end of the year, just a big pat on the back. So we go, all right. <laughs> Uh, so next game is what's your prediction oh sorry I've lost mine uh, 24-12 Cowboys I reckon you take this next game George seeing as your team Titans Bunnies uh, Titans Bunnies well hmm <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have no Tino which means we're going to have no goal forward um, so, uh, you've got so... Paul Turner at six to be fair and he's pretty impressive from what I've heard I don't know about that uh, I'm going to be loyal, and this is going to become a theme, I think, of our, um, our predictions. Our prediction. I'm going to say <laughs> Titans are going to win a close one, 13-12, for Toby Sexton drop goal. <laughs> you know what's interesting about this goal? I don't think Murray... Is Murray going to back up? Well, that's what, that's, what, back. that's what I'm saying. Is Cook going to back up? Probably not. So you're looking at a team that's got probably Jai Arrow at 13. It's going to have... I don't even know who's going to play nine. Is, is that Havili going to? Yeah. Havili's going to play nine. No, they've got that young lad. I know that. I don't ask. I can't pronounce his name. Like oh, Mamazula. He's fourteen actually. Like so Cook Cook might play a bit, but he's not playing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think. I think if that man, I don't know how you say it. We'll call him Mam Dog. If he was going to be, <laughs> if he was on the bench, Mam Dog and Paul with an L. 
if he was on the reserves, I'd probably think that Cook wasn't going to play because he'd probably just done a straight swap. Yeah. But now he's yeah. on the bench, I feel like they'll probably just split the minutes, maybe. Yeah. So what are you saying then? What's your result then, Luke? Uh, for me, I'm going a Rabbitohs win. Sorry, Jod. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than what we think. I think the Rabbitohs are in a bit of a danger, but that Campbell loss for the Titans is... Yeah, it is a big loss. blow that for you, boys. I've, you've got, they've got no Murray, no Latrell, so I'm not expecting a convincing one here. I'm going... Oh, 16-10. To the Titans? To the Rabbitohs, I'm afraid, mate. <laughs> I think we can both agree, though, AJ. Brinson's best position is probably full-back and he's back there. It is, that's but it's, 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 yeah. it's a conundrum that's going to come around yeah. in the next eight weeks. If you've got, well, oh, especially next season, if you've got Kieran Foran, Sexton, Brimson, Campbell fit, where well, you fit all four of those blokes. It's Do you think Holbrook's job's, up, Holbrook's job's at risk here as well? Massively, yeah. I think there's going to be a merry-go-round after the two sackings uh, over the past couple of days. I think, I think he's, I think he's a bit of danger. He's a legend around our ends, isn't he? But yeah, big hometown legend. I feel like he's in danger. Sadly. He's the only coach in the bottom four that hasn't been sacked. Oh, his yeah, yeah. job is massively in danger. If they don't, because it's not like they're playing poorly, they play poorly in short spells. But in those short spells, mm. they play so poor that they're shipping free tries. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the problem. If they can, all they need is an 80 minute performance. My yeah. question to you, Jordan, is how long has he got? Uh, oh. I wonder if the Campbell injury weirdly buys him time. Yeah, I agree. Because he's not playing with a full strength spine. Fafita as well, injured. And no Fafita, yeah. Yeah. I also think the lack of coaches to replace him at the minute is doing him a bit of favour as well because but he could be replaced by another he could be replaced by another well, there's two grand there's two super league grand final winning coaches who are on the on the block right now. Very In true, mate. Very Madge, true. Madge and, uh, Nathan Brown. Yeah. But I think Wolf. Well, yeah. we, let's let's not say that. Justin back. So to save Justin's job, where does he have to finish this year? Or does that not matter? I think, anything, I think the way they start the year, anything other than the spoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think, but the, but that's why I think his job may be in danger at the end of the season because they would have had top eight and aspirations, and and they're not going to make the top eight unless they have a big turnaround the next few weeks. Um, so I think right now it's saving face a little bit. So I'm just glad to actually get a team to play for 80 minutes. I'm glad Kevin Proctor's injured. Oh, <laughs> I hope he's injured. So he can't play. Don't you mean the, the whole car's new sign or something like that? So Has he got the whole car? No, he just, just looks like that type he's of a, He's a very whole car. I get what you mean. So Rob, what, what's your score? Oh, that's an interesting one, actually. Um, I think the Bunnies will win, but I don't think it'll be as easy as you'd expect. I don't know. I'm going to say I can't see many points hit really for the Titans so I can't even see where they're going to get the points from. Oh, I don't know. Maybe like let's go 16-4 to the Bunnies. 16 the low score. Bunnies, you're both dead to me. Right, okay. <laughs> um, Roosters, Storm. Big game. Two big teams. Giants in the competition. Uh, both probably going to be missing players though. Actually, yeah, yeah, the Roosters. Well, the well, I think they're both missing their best players. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting a close one in, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, well, I'll I'll jump in with my prediction. I'm going to say Storm win because Storm just seems to always find a way to win with people they seem to pick up off the street. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go Storm uh, 16 8. 
This is Saturday, this one, isn't it? So I'm thinking yeah. that is Tedesco going to... See, it's all just speculation. Isn't it? Is Tedesco so going to play? It's a hard round to predict, isn't it? Because you don't know who's going to back up. And it's the first one we're predicting, so we're going to get really good ratings after this if we get them all wrong. Uh, that just sounds like an excuse made earlier, that Luke. He's <laughs> <laughs> got one right. Let him have that, George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, for me... Yeah, like I was saying, I think it's going to be a very close game. I don't think it's going to be a, a very high-quality game, to be honest. I think the Roosters have been were terrible last week yeah. against uh, the uh, Canberra, weren't they? But um, I still, I'm still got hope for Roosters this year. A lot of people have wrote them off, but I, but I, I love the five on them to win the the grand final in December, which isn't looking very likely now. But I'm still out of everyone lower down the table, they're the only ones for me who still have got a slight bit of hope for yeah. challenge that Penrith Storm. And Storm are missing a fair few. There'll be a different side next week when, when um, sorry, ne- yeah, not this weekend, next weekend when Pat comes back. Yeah. But I'm still going then, I'm edging them from a narrow, a narrow win. I'm going a 14-10 win to the Storm. 14-10 Storm. Rob, what about you? Oh, it's a tough one, this. I'm really not sure. <laughs> Oh, I've just seen what the next game is. Well, go next on. one's yeah, obvious, ne- Rob, so we yeah. get this out of the way. Next one's an easy pick, so I'll have to... <laughs> Cam Munster, if he plays... I think I'm going to go Storm, yeah. Like you say, they'll find a way to win, won't they? Yeah. Let's go... Let's, I think Storm, 28-10. 28-10. Right. Bit bigger, yeah. The first 10 in the mid podcast, Derby, of this hey. season. Um, I'm going to get my prediction in. And we're going to let you two talk it out. So, I'm going to go for a Raiders win after their win against the Roosters last week. And I can't stand the Broncos. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to say it's going to be 36. Do you want to say, John? You, like you said, you call it a derby. I think derby is supposed to be competitive. This is the no. easiest game of the Raiders so far. Hang on, Listen, can I say what George's prediction was? Because I had 36 points to Canberra when... Oh, yeah. aren't conceding 36 points. I'll put my house on that. No, 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 30 to 6. Oh, I don't think they're conceding 30 either. Well, why can't we do Savage starts running? Go on, Rob. I'll let you have it first. Last couple of games. Last week, we beat the Roosters 22-16. The week before that, we lost a close game to the Eels. Good top Eels side as well, by the way. Like, they are cooking, so can't can't read too much into that one. Week before that, yeah, we just whooped the bunnies, 32-12, so just the great win. Just the bunnies. I mean, sorry, not just the bunnies, last year's uh, grand finalists. <laughs> Week before that, we beat the most informed team in the competition, the Sharks, 30-10. Used to be so I'm going to... Well, four weeks ago, we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this week, I'm going to go with the Raiders beating the Donkeys. when. <laughs> 26-10. In Ricky Reed for us. Xavier Savage. If I go through the team, right? Xavier Savage. <laughs> right, you're not going for the team. We're not going for the team. We've just got <laughs> <laughs> No, I think in all seriousness, I think Xavier Savage looks good. He, played, he had a good game last week against the Roosters. Yeah. Um, if Whiten plays, obviously we've got Whiten at six, Fogarty seven. But I think Fogarty coming in big for us, actually, because... Yeah. You've actually got someone that can sort of dictate the kicking game and then White and can just play off the back of that. I think he plays better when he's not the main guy kicking in the halves. I think Schneider looks all right, but I don't actually know if he's a seven. I think he's probably more of a six, isn't he? But yeah. Fogarty's, Fogarty, yeah, having Fogarty's massive in there. 
um, Papa Leahy, as Luke calls him. Um, <laughs> the correct. If he backs, if he backs up, he's had a great couple of games the last few weeks. And then, yeah, I think that's about it, really. Zach Wolford's a weird one because now he's getting more minutes than Stalin as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, so, yeah. We'll, see, we'll see how it goes. Come on, I feel like we need to give Luke the floor. He looks desperate. Yeah, go on. I'm twitching go on, it. So I'll try and not be too biased because I get a lot of stick for being biased. But like the other two, like the other games this week, this game will probably come down to who's missing. If both teams are fully fit, we win easily. Obviously, we're talking. Oh, come on. Come on, We've not lost in six. Thank you very much. Rob, I don't, I don't need to go for who we've beaten just to prove the point. <laughs> like Rob, but without all seriousness, though, without Pat and Haas, it's a big, big loss for us. I think one of them will need to back up, which might be a big ask. But I think if we can have one of them backing up, I'm, I'm pretty confident you've got Reynolds back fully fit, which is what we've needed. Thank you. The Lord Tyson Gamble is not in this team anymore. <laughs> the happiest I've ever been to see someone injured. No offense to the lad, but see you at Lee next year. Um, <laughs> it's whether will Cobbo should back up surely, but we do have. I rate Jordan Pereira, so I wouldn't be too angry if he's not in there either. It'll be a very close game. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be one way either way. I think it'll come down to what if Riff Reynolds can pull us through this one without if we missing people. I'm going yeah. a close win for the for the Broncos. I'm going a 16-12. 16-12. That's the big. I one. do think I do think Ricky has found something with the Raiders at the moment. Like oh, they yeah, are beating, they're they're playing well. They are beating good teams. Like I think they will. I think they will sneak into. I mean, I'm not being biased or anything, but I think with Foggy, I think they'll sneak into the eight. Yeah, I, I think you're, the, you're an informed side. Give give us your th- give. Play we play against you if we play against you four weeks ago at a Baptist. Any day to yeah. twenty, I need to be honest. But now, I think you're building slowly, which is quite worrying. But I've got about the boys because I think me and you had the Raiders in the. I think the Raiders were in my top yeah. four. This we're five, maybe side this year. So I've been pretty disappointed by him, but I think they're starting to get things right. And I agree. I think you'll be in the eight. Yes. Who's dropping out the eight is going to be an interesting one. Rabbitohs, I think, it? could be better with Latrell back, but I think they're in serious yeah. danger. And the only other team who's fallen at the minute is the Sharks. Yeah. They're in danger yeah. of falling out. I still, I still back them to get in the eight, which is why, although Broncos are sat on fourth, you're still a bit nervous until that final day comes, to be fair. Titans for the, Titans for the eight. That's the last thing I want to say. <laughs> um, right, next game, we've got um, the Tigers, West Tigers versus Manly Seagulls. Obviously, Tigers without coach or without the, the coach after just like sacking Michael Maguire. Um, can only see it going one way, really. I can only see any Seagulls win. I think DCA will back up. Um, obviously, still not a table, but they'll be out of table all year. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for a comfortable manly win. I'm gonna say 24 to 6 to manly, Luke. Yeah, similar to George, to be honest. I thought Manly were unbelievable last week. I thought it was probably that I went and I watched the game back. I thought that was one of their better performances in a long time, but Warriors are terrible so. You can't take too much from it. <laughs> um, one side of me wants to say they're gonna the Tigers could bounce back with a bit of spirit from losing the coach because they're all a bit up in air about it, aren't they? But I can't, I just can't see him getting the points in this one. Um, I'm going a manly win, and I'm probably going to go convincingly. Sadly, I'm going to go twenty-four-four. Twenty-four-four, bro. I'm the same, really. I think manly. It's going to. I think they'll walk it. Did you? What did you say, George? I said 
Oh, I'm going to go with the our close our predictions. <laughs> I'm going to go with 30, 30 12 to the CEOs. I, I just, when I look at this West Tigers team, right? Why have they signed Brent Naden? Brent Naden? <laughs> when they, I don't get it when they've got Ollie Gilder. Where, where is Gilly? Yeah, exactly. Where is Gilder? Is no, he's probably been. Tra- I think he's on a trip back to Lee. Hey. <laughs> Gilly, when you get on Twitch, get on Redwoods. Yeah. Gilly will be more quick in the marquee signing soon. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, he's, well, I think he'll be coming back because I think um, that phone is probably going to leave Wigan. They'll probably just go get Gilder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So, next, uh, next game is Knights Panthers. Uh, I'm not sure. I've not looked at the team list. You may have it there, Robert, how many Panthers are backing up. For me, I think it's still irrelevant. I think the, the system the Panthers play is just so solid. And, you know, Sean O'Sullivan played well at Kurt Falls last week. He had a good game. Um, I can't see past the Penrith win. So I'm going to go 80... No, I'm going to go 22-6 Penrith. I think, you know, you're saying that'd be routine. I was surprised that the Panthers won last week without their origin players. I think last year they played two games without their origin players, maybe a few more. Um, and I remember them getting beat by the Sharks and they got beat by the Tigers as well. The Tigers, yeah, in Leicart. They draw to yeah. the Knights at one point as well. That's when Burton played, I'm sure. Like I can't remember. They went on a proper skid, though, didn't they, around Origin did, time? But, I think but last week they played well. They did, but how long is that going to be kept up? I I think I don't think Cleary will play. No. I don't think Lou I will play. Yo, Crichton won't play out of embarrassment. <laughs> Crichton's probably the only one that will, but yeah, Yo will play. Will I? My tip of the week is Crichton's absolutely ripping. To try and prove people wrong. My tip of the week is the Knights are going to beat the Panthers. Oh, oh on. Come on, then. <laughs> <laughs> controversial one, isn't this? Go on. Is, 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 well, is Ponga going to back up? <laughs> no, doesn't matter. He's straight for the Knights anyway. I'm going to go close. I'm going to go 18 14 to the Knights. If you get that right, bold. You're going to get. I'm taking 10 points on that. But. We haven't got a point system yet, so I don't know where you're getting the third point from. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Lee, what's yours? So for me, I don't even think it matters who doesn't play for Penrith. I can't look past him. Yeah, I agree with but that. But I think we're on Sunday's games at the minute, aren't we? So I know the last yeah. one was as well. I think, for me, I'm expecting most of the backs to back up. Include what? Including I think Harps? Cleary, I think Cleary and Lui, I think one of them might miss out, but I think definitely one will play. I don't know why I yeah. said definitely now. They're not going to play all the <laughs> Um, Ponga I feel like if I was the Knights I'd rest him because of his injury concerns this year and he's never been fully fit really. but you also rest him as well weirdly because it's Penrith that's what I mean you never like, you, like if it was a game that maybe you may think you have a chance of winning would you play him but with it being Penrith why risk him yeah I agree I don't see I don't see anything other than Penrith win here um, Rob does yeah I'm going to go um, 20 points to 10 my thing is right. I'm looking at the reserves. Tech's always on the reserves still, so I assume he's going <laughs> to. I assume boy. he's going to come in for Ponga. But it, when I look at the Penrith reserves, is where it's interesting, right? Kurt Falls is on there. Staines is on there. Sean O'Sullivan's on there. Spencer Lenu's on there. Yeah, for me though, that was named on Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah, so is that not yeah. a precaution? Off the back of Origin, it probably is a precaution, but it probably some of them are going in, aren't they? Sean O'Sullivan could easily go in. Yeah, I've, I, I have a feeling that Lou I will play, 
I thought very well. well. And, and then Sean O'Sullivan will play seven, I reckon. I think so too. Um, yeah. Okay. It's all speculation, isn't you know, it? It's it's all speculation. I think a lot of the pack for the um, Panthers don't play don't play Origin. That's a big that's a big plus. I think it's only Liam Martin, isn't it? Yo, Liam Martin. Oh, yo, yeah. Yo, miss out definitely. Yo's actually Yo's big, not playing. Yo's a big loss actually. Is, who will is. they play first? This, this will be the big part, you know, what I said before about how important Yo is to the Blues and to Penrith. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how they cope this week. Who, who's going to play first team for them? Will they play like played last Eisenhuth, week? Probably. <laughs> uh, I was just passing I thought they might play that Jermaine Salmon or someone. He can, yeah, they could play he can play a bit. That's a good point, actually. I didn't. I forgot about Yo not playing. That could yeah, be that's a big. That's a big shout. That I'm still going to stick with the Panthers, but it makes a difference. It'd be very, I think if Ponga doesn't without, play. Yo, yeah. then I just cannot see it. How, how are we ever going to get beat? Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Uh, right, the last Sunday game, uh, the Warriors versus the Sharks. Again, Warriors, well, a manager after Nathan Brown refused to move to New Zealand. Strange. He's lived in St. Helens, so I don't know why he wouldn't want to live in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, even though the Sharks are on a bit of a slide, the Warriors are crap. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go 26 uh, 26 10 to the to the Sharkies I'm going to I think when you look at the Warriors team their outside backs are terrible mm. not a fan, not a fan uh, of Marco Berry <laughs> or Adam Pong like <laughs> Marcelo Montoya no I, I think Reese Wallace needs to step up as well he does uh, my fantasy team even the forwards, like you look at the forwards, Ben Murdoch still is starting at eight. He couldn't even get a white game for Warrington. <laughs> Chas Devunga's the other prop. So basically both props are Ben Murdoch Masilla and Chas Devunga. And then Josh Curran's back, actually. That's a good point. Bunty FO is all right. Oh, but then the Sharks, I just think the Sharks are better everywhere, aren't they? Especially with Hines at seven. Yeah. And Hines is going to play. I'm going to take the Sharks like 40 10. Boy, 10. I've got the Sharks and a smash. Hold on, zero. I love it. Well, Luke, what are you saying? I feel so sorry for the Warriors. I really do. They've had it tough, haven't they? Yeah. In a way, mm. They're about to go home and now everyone's saying, no, I can't ask what you're doing. So, I just, what I can't understand is you sign for the Warriors as their head coach knowing that you don't want yeah. to live in New Zealand. How does that make any sense? I think when he signed, it's, it's sort of like... He's had the comfort of living in Australia, hasn't he? As an Indian Warriors coach, so he probably signed because he was out of a job. But then when you've actually like spent two years in the job living in Australia, and you're like, okay, now it's pack up, go to New Zealand. You're a bit like, yeah, can't be asked. Yeah, I feel sorry for him because. But he hasn't. But for me, he hasn't done a good enough job to leave because he's not going to get another NRL job now. So like, no. does he now go? On, he now has a choice. Does he go be an assistant at another NRL club? But when back up in Super League, and then you've got to go. Nah. But get what my point is, he's not going to go coach in the NRL again. Yeah, it's a strange one, really. And I just feel, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Sean Johnson's not himself, is he? I feel bad. He's older, isn't he? He's been poor, isn't he? Maybe when he goes back to New Zealand, he might might revitalise Sean Johnson. They're due back soon, aren't they? But they're, yeah. I saw that they're not actually living there. They've got is, to live back in Australia and go over a few is times. Is it round? The place. I don't know, so don't quote me. Round 17, I think they go back. Yeah. The whole Matt Lodge thing was just something went on there that didn't seem yeah. right. But I feel bad and for also him because he lost Lodge and then Fenil Blake got injured. Would they have yeah. let him go when Fenil Blake got injured? They've got Curran back in this week. 
They signed Anamis Louis, who used to be a good player for the Raiders a couple of years back. He played Origin as well two yeah. years ago. If he can get back into some sort of form, the pack's looking so weak than it used to. But like for me, um, who was it? Uh, Fenua Blake and Matt Lodge are probably, you could argue, the best two starting props there is around together as a pair. Ooh, I, think. I wouldn't say that. Name a better starting duo. Carrigan and Haas. Yeah, but Carrigan's a 13. All right, yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. You're saying Haas and Corey Jensen, because then I don't know. Tino like <laughs> uh, yeah. and whoever he plays with. Yeah, but anyway. Bali, it's happening. I feel really <laughs> bad for the Warriors. I can't see him winning this one, but I, I'm, I'm hoping more than anything that there's a bit of a fight back with Stacey Jones under the helm. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to... A, tw- uh, a 12-4 win. Quite a low-scoring one. For who? For the Sharks. Sharkies. Harris Devita is also not there next year, is he? No, but no he's going to be there. Well. Well, you might see him in Singapore. <laughs> I do know he's going to be there. He's going to find he's himself, there. isn't he? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, he's going to be there. He's there now, Rob. He could slip in at some point. Ronald Volkman is on the Volkman. reserves. Now, that'll be interesting. The next best thing, apparently, according to, according to the guru himself. Learn from uh, SJ in the abs. Yeah. Let's see. That's Mark is not having an experienced half and having a few young halfbacks coming through. I don't think SJ's getting yeah. over yet. Do you? No, it's not. But if, you, if you're a young halfback, learning off something like that is unbelievable. Yeah. And then... As for the Sharks, they've got they've got Ramian back from suspension, haven't they? Oh, yeah. big. Yeah. I, and, I don't think they're missing anyone, are they? Like from Origin yeah. or anything. They're full strength, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Could be a could, 40 10 doesn't seem too far off, actually. <laughs> um, and then rounding off the weekend, well, it's on Monday, actually. We've got the again the Coastless Bulldogs versus the Eels. Uh one way traffic for me. Um, I think the Bulldogs <laughs> have sort of given. Actually, they didn't they didn't play too bad last week, but uh, I can't see anything over there. Anything. I think Matt Burton's playing his best rugby of the season so far. Yeah, he is. And get him in at centre. <laughs> Just last week, <laughs> last week he got what was it? A try, two try assists. Do you know he played well as well? The Fox. Yep, yeah, get back in. And he's going to be—he's not going to be tired this week because he's not played Origin. And if, nope. you know, let's just—I uh, think we can all say Matt Dufty's NRL career is completely over. See you, yeah. see you at wire away next year, mate. Yeah, see you when you please. News at the minute from the, the Warrington Wolves is Dufty is going to join two others at Warrington Wolves as a, in a mass change. Yeah, Paul it's Paul Horn and Josh McGuire. Yeah, shut up. See you, that, That's a good trio. They, they need a match. See average age thirty five. We'll get onto the uh, the Wolves in a bit, but yeah, not looking good for Matt me. Dufty though. I, I, I think he's a good player on his day, but he just had also on his day. He's also one of the worst fullbacks in the league. But Jake Cavarillo is probably not the answer either at fullback. I think he's good, but is he a fullback? No, he's a he's a centre Avarillo. They're a mess, aren't they? Like, look at that back: Avarillo, <laughs> Caraz, Sheep. He's, he's not bad. Corey Allen is now oh, yes. for Adokar. Adokar is obviously their best back. I actually don't think. Actually, you know, yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? Matt no, you would have said to me that Corey Allen would have a longer NRL career than Matt Duffy. I'd have laughed at you, but it seems that yeah. way. They've got Fatal Amar in the back, who I think is a good uh, good second row. 
Yeah. 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 But then I don't even look, look at this bench like Docker, Clay, Waddle, Stimson, and Patolo. I mean, I couldn't tell you if they walked past me in the street, I couldn't tell you who they were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, what are you saying? Let's go all them wrong. It could be bad, couldn't it? I mean, <laughs> two of the eels had it Paulo and Campbell Gillard. I'm Madison. And Madison, oh yeah, Madison, and who else have they had? Paul, I didn't even get dirty. Go back up. Get the knee walking. They've got Mike. They have got Mike Acevo back as well. Oh, say that. <laughs> but I could, I could imagine this is going to be, I don't know, thirty-six, twelve to the Eels. Yeah. I think the fact that there's no. Um... Brown and Moses are both going to play. No origin. That helps a lot. It can get injured. He is, yeah. I believe. Go on, what are you saying then, Luke? Round up the NRL. So, for me, this is the biggest winning margin of the round. I think that the Eels are looking at... They're a bit inconsistent, but I like the look of them this year. I don't know whether they've got, the, got it in them to beat Penrith, but I'm, I do like the look of the Eels this year. I think I think they're in for a big game this round. I think they're going to um, batter the, the Bulldogs I'm going for about a 38 6 victory for Parramatta I, I think all of them should back up probably because it's playing on the Monday yeah yeah. Um, so I think they're in trouble the Bulldogs here and it, I think that it's just a case of survive as much as they can for next year get some more players in and then it's another hopeful year for them but yeah. it's not well, for the Bulldogs at all is it I think it's I think it's interesting with the, the Eels there when you said they probably could beat Penrith on the day because they could also lose to the Tigers as well. Yeah, well, they did. The they beat That's Penrith I mean. and Storm, haven't they? And they've lost to like, the Tigers. And lost to the Tigers. So I think they just, I think they could win. I think they could win the NRL, but I also think they could finish like sick. Yeah, that's very true. Do you know what I mean? I think they're weird. I think if they keep weird. Jacob Arthur out of the house, they'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying that's to be looks like me. Cleary there, aren't they? <laughs> he does look a bit like you, Luke. <laughs> Plays like him as well. Yeah. Hey, I'm playing seven <laughs> on the weekend. I'm probably going to play worse than him. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's all of our NRL predictions. Um, I think we'll quickly go over Super League as well. Just get a score from his, score from his bow. So first game in the round, we've got Giants at the Rhinos. What are we saying? Uh, I'll go on first with that one. I think the Rhinos battered Warrington last week. I thought they battered yeah. Warrington. I don't know if you watched it. Battered Warrington. I did, yeah. Um, Hardacre's looking good at fullback for them. Newman might be back this weekend as well. Um, I'm going. I'm going a what? Um, a Leeds win. Yeah. I'm going to sixteen uh, ten. Although I do like Huddersfield, but yeah, I'm going to Leeds win. What are you saying, Rob? Got to be honest, Super League isn't my uh, fourth <laughs> <laughs> compared to the rugby down under. But did see the um, lead, did see Leeds beat Wire so. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty twelve to Huddersfield. Oh, okay. I I actually it's at it's at Huddersfield, which makes no difference. So I've got four <laughs> people it's there. Up, it's <laughs> um, they're off the back of a Catalans win. That's what I was just thinking. I'm gonna still go rounds because rounds are in good form. I'm gonna go for it's gonna be close. So I'm gonna go eighteen sixteen rhinos. Uh, next up, we've got 
Salford versus Wigan. Uh, I'm going for 50 nil to Salford. <laughs> uh, no, Jai Field's going to run dead fast and probably win for Wigan. So <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like cool run. It's that Wigan team at the moment, isn't it? They're just all dead fast. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs will put Jai Field on a massive contract at fullback next season. I don't know. Oh, he, needs his, he needs his quick running partners in Marshall and uh, French as well, though. Not <laughs> really on your own. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, we're going to go to run away with it uh, fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to win 28-12. Although, although Solvin are, are not a bad team, but we're going to win that one. Luke, what do you think? Yeah. I agree. Um we said this before, we're going to terrible, but they're getting by because everyone else is terrible apart from Saints. One of the worst sides to ever win a Challenge Cup, in my opinion, I hate him so much. But um, <laughs> it's hard to not be biased when we get on to see it. But yeah, they're, yeah, in all seriousness, they're a good side. Um, they've got some good players. I think they finally they finally saw sense in playing field at six now because he's out. I think field is six and Bevan French at one is the way to go for them. Although, in fairness, Harry Smith's playing his best would be. Harry Smith's playing very well. But for me, you can't leave French on the wing. It just—it's just—he's too good not to be able to play on the wing. I'm going to—I'm going to convince him Wigan win and go in twenty points to four. Twenty points to four, Wigan. Rob. Thirty-four to Wigan. Thirty-four to Wigan. Right. Like I would like to see Joe Burgess go and smoke them. But... No, so would I. So would I. No, but no. it won't happen. Uh, we've got uh, first trip to France on the weekend. Dragons play Catalan, sorry, play Hull FC at home. Um, Hull FC, not a bad team, but so marmite. I'm going to go for it, especially being at Stadbrook. So I'm going to go for the Dragons with a 24 10 victory. Worth noting, Jake Connors out. Oh, it's, I'm going to stay, it's still say 24 10. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than Jai Field. <laughs> He's not fast enough. <laughs> uh, Rob, what are you saying? Uh, what did you go with? 24 10 to the Dragons because they're at home. Take the Dragons. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Dragons. I don't. I don't know what scores have gone with. I don't want to keep repeating myself. 22. Oh, everything, Rob. 22 to six. Have I repeated everything? No, no, no. You've got not got one the same. 26 Dragons, Luke. Um, I'm not, I agree with you both to be honest I think the Catalan are going to win I think Hull were poor last week to lose against Wakefield and they've not got another Connor I still think Catalan are a dangerous side on the not, day on the day but I don't think they've been as good as they were last year no but I still would be worried about playing them in a big game well, we're playing from the Saints, Saints perspective I'm going to Dragons win and I'm going 22-16 22-16 ok uh, next up, second trip to France on the weekend. Toulouse playing Castleford at home. Obviously, Toulouse played Saints away last week at home last weekend. Played quite well, uh, but obviously didn't get the win. And then you got, them, and then they came up against the Tigers, who were in a good form. I'm going to go with my first shock of the night. I'm going to go for Toulouse because I can't stand Castleford. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, can't do, we can't do this. Yeah. We can't do this. But do you know what? Toulouse have played well at home. They've, they've beat us at home, beat Saints. And they played well against us last week. So I'm going to go to lose to win 16-14. Toulouse have had some all right results the last few. I mean, they only lost to Saints by 14. 
exactly. lost to Huddersfield by by a point, and then the week before that they beat Wakefield at home. So, I mean, are they going to beat Cass? I hope so. How's Corey Norman doing? Uh, all right, but he was rubbish against us. Yeah, he's still right. But but the week when they when they beat Wakefield, he played well. And I think he played well when they lost to Huddersfield as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna um... take. I'm gonna take to lose by a point. I'm gonna take them. 1918. 1918. <laughs> Wild one. These all come off. I know. He's going to the number one podcast in the UK instantly. <laughs> Go on, Luke, what are you saying? Uh, I can't. I'm going Cass. Toulouse are building nicely. They've made some good signings. Cass were poor last week. They'll be by Wigan, I think, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going Cass. And I'm going at 16 14, the close one. 1614 to Right, moving on to Saints. We won't, there'll be no bias in this. Uh, well, we play hooker at home. Lachlan Coote's first game against Saints. Back at the Totally Wicked. I hope he gets a good reception. But actually, I want to talk about another man who's going to break the Super League appearance record this weekend, all being well, and that's James Roby. Uh, obviously, we're all lifelong Saints fans. I don't know Saints without James Roby. Made his debut in 2004, 2003, 2004. Just want a quick word on what James Roby means to you, too, as a Saints fan. Yeah, I'll go on that one. He He's a freak, isn't he, is the way you can describe James Roby. Yeah. We've grew up with him. Consistent is probably an understatement. He's, I don't think I've ever seen him have a bad game, to be honest. And I've been at a season ticket since I was five. So yeah. he goes down as one of the greats. He's one of the best players to ever play for Saints. And sadly, I think he's, it, he could... I'm not sure... Well, I can't decide whether he's retiring at the end of the year or not. I think if Brad Dwyer signs, there's a bit of There's rumours about Dwyer, aren't there? But then I'm, I'm seeing there's like complications with Dwyer now, which gives me an indication that Roby could be staying. Yeah. I don't know. I have a, I, I worry with Saints at the minute with holding on to players longer than we should. I think Roby, Roby could do probably another year, but it's like the likes of Louis. We hold on to him year by year. There's going to come to a point where they are not good enough and then it yeah. could bite us in the arse. Yeah, what do you think of Roby, Rob? Best and best in ever in league. Best ever, isn't he? Easily, I think we get a statue next to Cunningham. Yeah, well, the I think I, I, I said I said something the other day. So I think I must have mentioned Roby to me dad after one of the games we went to, and I mean, my dad doesn't really follow Saints at all, but he said, "Oh, is it, st- is it Roby still going in?" He was like, "It's the same names. It's been like twenty years." I was like, "That sums it up, doesn't it? Really, like he." People in St. Island that don't even really follow the rugby know who he is. Oh, so. I think he's, I think he is. He's for me, he's the Super League goat. I don't think anyone comes close to him. He should have won more. He should have won more Man of Steels. I think he, if if the new system for Man of Steel was in place when Roby was in his prime, he won it every year. Um, and I think for me, he's, oh, I mean, I go as far to say as a hooker in the past twenty years, behind only Cameron Smith to me. But you know it's tough. No, I've like, had Adam I've had a head of Isaac Luke, Damien Cook, all these great hookers who've been and gone. I would have James Roby only behind Cameron Smith. I think a good testament to Roby is I don't think any Saints fan, or even in Australia, maybe he would would disagree with the fact that he'd hold his own in the NRL. Oh, 100%. There isn't many players in Super League that you think they'd. they'd they shine in the NRL. They do well, and Roby was one of them. To be fair to him, you've got to you've got to commend. I love a bit of loyalty. Yeah, 
and he's the definition of loyalty. He is the definition because he definitely could have gone. Could have easily. Which yeah. brings a would question. Have been nice. Sorry, go on, Rob. Would have been interesting to see him over there, though, wouldn't it? See how like he could have actually cemented himself in that yeah. country as well. Like, I mean, I can't complain because he's played five hundred odd games for us, hasn't he? But yeah, selfishly, as a Saints fan, I'm glad he never went. But yeah. if I was an ex- if I was a rugby fan from the outside looking in, you wish he did just to see how good he really was. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It does bring an interesting question: Who would? In Super League, who would last? Who would be able to hold their own in the NRL? Road is definitely one of them. I think we've been lucky enough to have a few in the past couple of years that have decided to stay. Yeah, well, well um, you know what? I reckon that's uh, that's for another podcast. That is all another podcast. That I reckon we'll, yeah, save, that, right. we'll save that conversation. We need to go back to the scores. Um, Saints okay, it's Saints, isn't it? Twenty six ten. One of those games that you just you'll come and go, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, same again, 24-12. 24-12. Go a bit lower. Go on, one more about you, Luke. Your standard winning it for the past two years. I don't think I've gone into a game thinking we're going to lose, which is... It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I meant. Miles better than anyone else, even with a guy with one arm. So I'm going a comfortable 24-4 win. Oh, so you said that, didn't one of you say that, actually? No, 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 no. No. 24-4 Saints, yeah. Final game of the weekend, uh, relegation battle. Trinity versus Warrington. <laughs> You're laughing. That's You're laughing. Warrington viewers turning it off now. You're laughing, but Warrington are 10th. We went to the Warrington game the other day. And me, Jake and Tom were walking back to the car and a Warrington fan in front of us. Did we won by two, didn't we? In there? Yeah. Warrington fan goes, felt like a win, that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I don't know how many of you have watched Sky's coverage of uh, Leeds-Warrington. They were going, after their brilliant performance at Saints, they lost. Yeah. They lost. Yeah. Where you, where you, you, we lost by two points and then you've had 40 put on you either side of that performance. You're not a good team. And for that reason, I'm going to go for a Trinity win. I'm oh, say, come off it. I'm going for a Trinity win. I'm going to go for uh, 12-10, just like we beat them. Luke? Warrington are terrible. I agree with I think they're really struggling on the power. I don't think he's in danger, weirdly enough, because I think no. I think he's more of a project type of coach. He, he is, and they've got years. signings coming in as well, haven't they, Sam? Williams has been really, really poor, in my opinion. Cooper's, Cooper was their best player last week, and he's going to Wigan next year. <laughs> um, but I'm going to Warrington win. I think, I think even though they're terrible, Wakefield are still Wakefield. Yeah. So I'm going an 18... Not eight, an 18-10. 18-10, Wyatt. Rob? Fucking eight, Warrington. <laughs> I'm going I'm going 48 4 to Wakefield <laughs> I hope all those lads who stand in the corner cry when they get relegated it'd be on par with Everton going down that it would it would alright well that's all of our results for the weekend that we've previewed um, yeah we're all been there. a pleasure boys yeah another, another, pleasure. another one down um, yeah really enjoying it to be fair I think they're going pretty well I mean I think there's going to be a bit of a disappointment watching NRL this weekend it's not quite the, the standard of state of origin but that's life look forward to the 26th of June yeah pleasure yeah. boys right good to Cheers, see you boys.